0: Hey it's Marvin Moosecan, you're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Hey this is Chase Sexton. you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: the request of uh, Taylor Hyman, you ever listen to Trivia, Mark?
2: Uh, I've heard them, for sure. Pretty <clears> good <throat>
1: metal band. I've, I've been around for a while. Muscle Mark is in studio tonight for episode 93. What's up, Mark? What up?
2: It's been a minute, dude. It's been a while. It's it been has a long, been. While. It's like May or something, I think. Or <laughs> April. I don't remember. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's been definitely been a while, but... Uh, <clears throat> We've got a busy show tonight, a pretty good show. We've got Tim Ritchie from Red Bud. We've got Tommy Hahn. He's going to be starting a training facility out at Oak Hill that he's going to tell us about. Then we've got Cole Seeley back in the saddle again and the one and only Chris Kiefer coming in, or calling in tonight. We'll talk to him a little bit about the shootouts that are coming up starting the 18th, I believe.
2: Dude, his bike shootouts are rad. And the way he goes through, like, the setup on each one of them after that is cool. Yeah, it's definitely in-depth,
1: and it teaches me a lot every time. I, I, unfortunately, they're not
2: coming out east this year like he thought he was going to.
1: But That's a bummer. But I'm still looking forward to talking to him. Let's do our sponsor reads real quick. You guys know most of them. Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals. Check them out at burnmotorsports.com or go to your local dealership and ask about Shock Socks. If you guys need new graphics, check them out. Check Char out at MX Girl Designs. Hit her up at char at mxgirl.com or follow her on Instagram and let her know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Happy birthday, Char. Is it her birthday? And today's her birthday. I haven't been on social media a whole lot today. I didn't even know that. Happy birthday. All sport dynamic wrist braces are the helmet for your wrist. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Ciancerillo, Joe Civacci, Major League Baseball players, NFL players, and Pro Bowl riders all trust All Sport dynam- Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com for info, and follow them at Guy on Instagram. Hit me up at darksidemx3 at aol for any uh, pricing info. Also, uh, you guys, Amsoil, right? Best best oil in the business. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics can uh, get you hooked up. They're riders, racers, and just all around fans of dirt bike riders, motocross. They support, but well, they did support arena cross. They're going to be back with Supercross this year. Call 805-531-9551 or go to madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Follow Dane at Dane guy and Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393. Fly racing. We're doing a... Uh, best out there, yeah, bro. Yeah, best gear out there. We're doing a giveaway tonight. I'll tell you about it in a little bit. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing also has hard parts, mountain bike products, and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check your local dealer for more info. Got a new title sponsor. It's official this week. We have a title sponsor. Sponsor? Sponsor. Are you sponsor. DarkSide's French. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor. I can't do an accent. You sound like DV. It's, Sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do accents. Torque One Racing. That's T-O-R-C, the number one, racing.com. An organization founded by individuals with passion for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance products like grips, levers, shifters, brake pedals, brake pedals, and foot pegs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram or go to Torque One TorqueOneRacing.com. We're gonna have some giveaways with those guys coming up. It's gonna be a whole new thing this year. They're on board all year. Um, we're gonna have, like I said, we're gonna have some giveaways. We're gonna have some product discount codes coming up. Can't wait for that.
2: So, Mark, heck yeah, man! I need to. Uh, I need speak. What was I gonna say? Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm a little of, discombobulated. Has all. Well, always. the arena cross thing. I was gonna go back to that. It looks like it is it. Does it look like there's any more teams popping up? I know that one with Blows, that Husky team or whatever.
1: That's the only one I've heard about. That's the only guy I've heard about that has a deal so far. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I
1: I haven't really – I don't think there's a lot being mentioned yet. I mean, it's a silly season technically,
2: but nobody's really putting anything out. No, not a whole lot, man. You hear a few things, the ones that don't matter, like the ones I I guess – Yamaha, KTM, you know, well, KTM hasn't announced, but you know who it's going to
1: be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, all the big teams are pretty well set. And then I think I heard HE, uh, HEP is looking to pick up somebody else, maybe a Dean Wilson or somebody like that. But, that's all budget.
2: Yeah, I heard that they might even be trying to put Wilson back on a Rockstar on a Husky bike. Okay. He might they might try to find funds for a third rider. I wish they would. I feel like he deserves another year. Oh, That's definitely. just my definitely. opinion, but I'm I'm a huge fan and it's not his fault he got hurt. He was having a killer right. freaking right. year, you know. Yeah, he and, definitely
1: uh, is one of those guys that I think is going to do something in 19. I think he's
2: he just had a lot of bad. Well, he, he was going to come on strong there at Anaheim, and mm-hmm. just had some bad luck. He's like our. He's like ironically with the same number. He's like the new Tim Ferry. Like, remember how Red Dog struggled for a while and kept getting hurt and kept yep. getting hurt, yep. and then it, eventually he just broke out of it with in a big way and was like a contender. I feel like that's Dino. It's coming, you know.
1: Yeah, he'll get his due. He he deserves it. He's a good. He's a good personality. I mean, that's all those things that teams want. He's so I really think he's tall. Gonna be
2: fun. He's really tall. <laughs> yeah. He's really tall. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I was looking up at him. I was like, damn, you're tall. <laughs> you
1: yeah, know. dude. do. Uh, uh, other than like Benny Bloss, he's one of the taller guys. For yeah, sure. for yeah.
2: sure. But, uh, no, it's going to look good though. I mean, the more teams, the merrier. And it looks like they're trying to put some stuff together with a lot of people. And, Ready to see. Silly season is my favorite time of the year after minus when Supercross starts because you start seeing who's going where, and it's exciting. You right. Know. You figure out, especially if your favorite rider's contract is up, you get to see where they're going. Speaking of, what's your guy number 11 doing? I texted
1: Chiz today. I haven't heard back yet. So, yeah. he's still – I haven't even seen anything about him getting back on a bike. so Really? Cause I think he's still
2: rehabbing. Oh, yeah, he got hurt. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about
1: Yeah, he's that. still rehabbing, so I, I I, don't know. He hasn't responded yet. He'll
2: find something. He always does. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. I mean,
1: it might be – well, he might have to do, you know, a privateer thing again where, you know, the cycle mm-hmm. trader kind of helped move, bring his bike out a few times and – Hard to say.
2: Well, I'll say this, though, if he's going to do it, like at least do it during Supercross where you can make some money. Yeah, you know? I don't know if
1: the fifty-one fifty team's coming back.
2: You know, I hadn't heard. I, I sent them yeah, an email I, a couple of days ago and haven't heard anything back. Yeah, so. yeah, they may have closed up shop. It looks like from what I was hearing on Mathis's show that uh, Mookie's probably going to um, uh, Moto Concepts. Yeah, I know they're in negotiations. That'd be a good pick for them, and then hopefully Chad ends up at you know, JGR or somebody like that. That's kind of went
1: silent in the last week.
2: Yeah, after Mathis's deal, it did go silent. But then again, like sometimes those deals, the way they have to be put together, there's just nothing to update everybody right. on. You know, all the and legal stuff. He's talking to more people than that. Oh, yeah, from what yeah. Mathis yeah, said, yeah, it's probably Honda or somebody. Right. They got to get Chad out there, man. You know. Yeah, we're we're working on getting him
1: on the show. Dan Truman hit me, or we we were texting the other day, and it, mm. it's gonna be a couple more weeks. But I think we'll get get him on eventually. Cool. Yeah. So, Chad Chad's good people, he's man. Kind of saying no to most interviews right now, other than bolt which well it's hard to say no to
2: math yeah, right? yeah, yeah like his is a whole different platform right most everybody else but and then again like some guys just don't want to do that much media yeah. you know you got shit to do your kid he's got three kids to round up every night <laughs> and i got one and it drives me crazy so i feel him But yeah that's uh, it's a lot it's a lot i'm glad mine's grown yep yep so wait motocross of nations is when the 6th, I think. Oh, so. yeah, so it's the same weekend as the uh, our Pro Challenge, Pro Challenge here in yeah. Tyler. Yep. So That's a bummer. Won't be at the Pro Challenge this year. Yeah, I will be in the oil field working where I usually am. Yeah, that really sucks. Yeah.
1: So that I'm looking, yeah, uh, October – Fifth, sixth, seventh is the that weekend.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's a reason why they pay so much out where I work because nobody wants to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, especially where I am. Like, we're. I'm going to tell you how close to New Mexico we are. They're mountain time, right? So yeah. if you don't have your phone to where it automatically stays in your time zone, no matter where you are, it will switch where I stay. The man camp we oh, stay. Okay. In, it'll automatically switch. That's wow. how close to New Mexico yeah. we are over there. And um it's yeah, not, that's a
1: long way out in West Texas. It's not that cool. mu- there's not much between here. Well, once you
2: get out of Fort Worth area, there's not much. Well, when you get out there and you see it, though, like, well, this makes sense. There might as well be drilling rigs everywhere because there's nothing, nothing else out here. <laughs> so yeah. they might as well have pump jacks and and everything they do. But they have some moto out there. West Texas has got a moto scene. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to get. More familiar with it as soon as I, I'm gonna bring a bike with me next time out, and hopefully, I'll get to ride it while I'm there. Otherwise, it's just gonna sit in my truck the whole time. But yeah, that's that's not much of a life right there, just being stuck in your truck. No, but you know, it's luckily I got the creeper, so it can, it can <laughs> right. just sit in the back of the creeper. But, Hell yeah, uh, yeah, man. Tell me about your uh ride and Escapade last weekend. Uh, well, I just rode uh this last
1: Sunday at South Central, and it was pretty good. Great I went place. out there with um Johnny from from torque one he was out there and his uh partner derek was out there and then cory dowdy was out there we got to hang out he's the one I, if you guys saw my instagram i posted on uh he's got the moto x pod logos on his bike thanks to uh berm lords oh cool so that was looking sweet we took some laps together and just uh i'm not riding very much so i wasn't i just can't go very long no i understand i, th- so, I haven't
2: I'm- ridden since when's the last time i rode May or June Oh wow When's the last time we went Wait, You weren't there Were you there? No you weren't I, there I don't think so We went and did the night practice Oh yeah me. yeah. It's been a, a while I think it was just me and JT and David Yeah I think I was on call that night Yeah I don't think TJ or you were there Right It's that, been a while I think that was June So I mean maybe. have been, Yeah and before that, it was that time we raced, right? You know. So. Well, I'm doing
1: the, the final round of Moto Masters next weekend. We'll see how that goes. Well,
2: tell Johnny at Torque One I'm going to get a YZ250 from a dude tomorrow, and it's going to need some TLC. I need some bars. so give me give me a deal on some handlebars, Johnny. I don't know I if need he has some, bars. I don't know that Torque,
1: Torque One Racing. Yeah, they make. Do bars. They, See, I went through some of their stuff. I mean, I just kind of glanced. I don't remember there being bars.
2: Yeah, they they did. I know, like they I had was the, looking at their shifters and brake pedals. That's yeah. that's what I'm looking. I want. I have a set of their pegs on my uh, 450. They're legit. They're okay. Really good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And I run their grips. grips right on. Really yeah. I got to switch.
1: I'm, I, I now that I know he. I like lock on mm-hmm. grips, and they make lock on grips. So I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
2: switch over. Johnny, I don't know if you remember me, bro, but we <laughs> talked at Swan one time in the staging area. You were talking about the Camel Smoker Cross logos on my bike. Maybe you'll remember it was a Suzuki. But he's you know, got a good was, memory. He remembered remember me from two years ago. I was the fat chubby dude you were talking to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, hey guys. So if if you uh, if you follow the Instagram and everything, you know that. I've got all the Patreon prizes, gift packs boxed up. Those are going out in a couple of days. Um, we got one that's going to New Zealand to uh, Tony, so that's that. That ought to be interesting to see what that's gonna, how that's gonna work. But right. everything's boxed up, It's sitting in my shop. I just got to load it up and take it and send that stuff out. So real quick before we go to our first break, I want to. We got a couple giveaways. So the Absoil thing I mentioned last week. I've got some emails. Want you guys to email me darksidemx3 at aol. Let me know why you deserve the Amsoil Four Stroke Gift Pack, guys. I've got some letters, got some pretty good ones, but we have one more week before we announce the winner. So get those emails in if you want the Amsoil Gift Pack. Also tonight, we are giving away a set of women's light fly gear, all new for 2019. It's based off like the men's version, but it fit. It's you know it's got a more female fit. You've heard uh, JT talk about it on Pulp MX. I'm sure the stuff is sweet. We're giving a set of that away. What I want done is if you're a female listener, if your chick rides, uh, I want her to send us, tag us in a picture of her riding. That's pretty much it. Tag us in a picture at, Motopo, at Moto X Pod Show on Instagram. Do it on Twitter. Do it on Facebook. Whatever. Hit us up and we will pick a winner. Uh, next next week also Well No show next week But I'll still I'll announce the winner Next week at some point
2: Where are you going Next week Jamie?
1: Not going anywhere We're just taking a week off Because there's not much Going on And TJ Decided a couple weeks ago He said hey Let's take a couple weeks off or, Here and there And I was like Yeah why not So You didn't
2: like it did you?
1: Not really Not really like It'll yeah. it, feel good Not having to try to Find it, guests for yeah, a week So kinda, no. But yeah We're we're going to take a week off But yeah Get us the, Tag us in some pictures All chicks You know Like it's, it's bitching gear. Who doesn't want to win a set of fly gear? Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing that every – one one a month. A set of gear –
2: Helmets, all that kind of stuff. So thanks to Fly Racing, guys. When it comes to Fly Racing, like if you like quality gear, they're they're second to none. They really do make the highest quality stuff, and it's affordable. <clears throat> it's like working man stuff, man. But it's high quality, you know. I yeah. definitely recommend Fly Racing. Well,
1: everybody knows I'm a fan, so I well, I, can, we, I don't I don't need to blow them up anymore. Well, we gonna... know, yeah. <laughs> blow them
2: up though, man. They deserve it. When you do good work, you get yeah. good rewards. You should get credited for. It, right. and they do, man. So right because I remember where they were. I had a set of their gear. In 2010, and it was decent, right? It was still pretty. I mean, it was back when they were just starting to get up there and start making. Because you see the stuff before that, and no offense, but it was kind of shit, right? It really was. And I think they'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. But if you look from 2010 to now, 2019, it's like that's a different brand. It's like not the same stuff anymore. And man, props! That stuff's awesome. Yeah, I love it.
1: That's what I wear. I don't. I don't wear the women's. Light very often But you know I wear
2: The light hydrogen So You gotta give away to do What's that about? I do So uh I don't come I don't get to do the show much anymore And I miss you guys So what I'm gonna do I have, uh, if you know, you follow me on social media, you know I'm a really big fan of uh, Wee Big Inc., the Camel Smoker Cross stuff, all the retro hats and t-shirts. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now from them that that my boy Todd Covey does over there. So I have a black trucker hat. It's a core super cross Lights hat, and uh, I want to give it away. Now, if you're interested in that hat, go to my social media. It's uh, musclemark17mx on Instagram, and check it out. I have it posted. Here's the question. Here's how you win. Jeremy McGrath, King of Supercross, seven-time Supercross champ, so on and so forth. So it's a two-part question. What year did Jeremy win his first Supercross title? And what year did he win his fifth Supercross title? Now, there's a reason why I'm asking for first and fifth. I'll let you guys figure it out. And uh, but give me the give. Uh, what you need to do probably is message uh, the show or message Darkside. And, uh, you know, with the answer, you don't have to message me. And um, he can get the info to me, and I'll ship you the hat. But what year did McGrath win his first Supercross title, and what year did he win his fifth Supercross title? Both answers have to be right. First guy to message Jamie – or Darkseid, sorry – and uh, or the Moto X Pod Show with the correct answer, correct answer wins. You, you're, I'm talking like you now, like I'm like, yeah, I know, getting I'm getting it st- out there. Hey, it's all good. Now it's just a trucker hat, but it's the most they're the and most bitching trucker hats on the planet. And you,
1: yeah, all their stuff is
2: sweet. Yeah, um, you're talking two fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Not one twenty-five. Oh yeah, yeah, two fifty Supercross. My bad, not one twenty-fives. So, yeah, first 250 supercross title and his fifth 250 supercross title. Sweet. Good good for clearing that up because when I think of <laughs> McGrath, I don't even forget the 125. 120. Stuff. He kicks so much ass in 250, yeah. I don't even think about 125.
1: Well, we had Skip on. Uh, I guess it was last week. Maybe that was week four. And yeah, we, I talked to you a little night, bit. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. on my way to Yeah, park, Yeah,
2: But Skip was rad. So, dude. hey,
1: we're about to go uh, take a little break and we'll be back with the first I'm guest of the night.
0: M- management.
3: Let's begin.
2: Alright now, wasn't that fun? Let's try something else.
1: All right, our first guest of the night is uh, he's a big to do. He's got a big event, one of the biggest events in motocross history, probably in America, coming up very, very soon. It is Tim Ritchie from Red Bud. What's up, Tim? Uh, I'm
4: calling you guys and talking to you guys right now. Is what's up? I'm, I'm uh, busy, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would think that your schedule probably doesn't have a whole lot of room for doing interviews right now.
4: Well, it's getting dark here, so. <laughs>
1: Well, man, yeah, you know, we're we're super excited about MX of Nations coming up. Um, I've got a lot of questions, but first, tell me a little bit about the history of Redwood. I mean, your your dad just bought this property originally, correct, to, to build a motocross track?
4: Yeah, uh, started when I was five years old. So we're we're one of the first tracks that went second generation. I mean, since then, you know, Unadilla's taken over that way, and Proshukal uh, now, I believe, obviously. MX Sports is the second generation. Um, so my father bought it with three other partners originally. My grandfather on my mom's side, and a high school principal buddy of his, and an insulation contractor buddy of his that were his moto guys. You know, his moto buddies. Yeah, bought it for a weekend thing, kind of like stuff starts. And three or four years down the road, he figured uh, he could make a go of it, it as a full time <laughs> gig. So,
1: yeah, I, he bought I,
4: them I, out and from their history, I guess.
1: So he bought it in 1972, I mean, and you said for like a weekend gig. Did did he plan on actually holding races at the time, or was it just a place that they could ride him and his buddies?
4: You know, I think they planned on – they built a track since they started. So they planned on hosting races. He had been part of a track in Valparaiso, Indiana called KNR Raceway. um, Knudson and Richie, I believe it was for. So he he dabbled in it a little bit already. So this was his kind of second go-around at it. Right. Um, I think they were in a TMC national in '73, and then the AMA national started in '74.
1: And I'm gonna be honest; uh, I've never had the pleasure of getting up to your track. I will here in about a month. Can't wait. But right.
4: we get that a lot. We're <laughs> Michigan, and you know it's a lot of a lot of people Fourth of July weekend too. A lot of people have plans that weekend and family obligation so we get that
2: on occasion it's strange that it's that way that none of us have ever been up there because you definitely have the most probably the most popular event of the year i would say well luckily a lot of other people make time for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right
1: yes so i mean what do you what do you how does that make you feel when it seems like a large percentage of the riders when they ask are asked what their favorite track is red bull is probably 80 or 90 percent of the time the one
2: they say red bud you mean yeah red bull not red bull not, not, not bull. You gonna
4: get Bud creek not you gonna get bud's creek mixed in we're all gonna
2: be <laughs> yeah
1: red bud is typically picked as the favorite how does that make you feel
4: uh, you never gets old. it really doesn't I, I, i've been doing it long enough to realize that a lot of riders favorite tracks are the tracks they do good on <laughs> and not everybody does good here so so there's obviously it's not everybody's favorite track and I think everybody in the industry respects what we're doing here facility wise and, and you know, not necessarily specific to the racetrack, but the, the overall detail and effort we put into it, I believe, is, is it means a lot coming from the Roy Jansons, the Roger to of the World. Yeah. As much absolutely. as it does the riders. As much as it does the riders, you know.
1: Now, and what was your history as growing up? I mean, I have to assume you rode some moto as a kid. I mean, was that something that.
4: Yeah. You know, I, uh,. I mean, I started riding when I was young, four or five. Um, back when kids rode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, no right.
4: Estate. Um, before video games and all that. Um, I was never never good. I'm a big guy. I'm I'm two ninety right now, so I was I was a big kid. My bike before I turned fifteen was probably a two fifty husky. So I went right from a eighty five to a two fifty husky, so I kinda outgrew Moto at my age, but um I kinda got out of it back in the mud bog days in my early 20s, and uh, kind of stepped back into it heavily when uh, Mike Rocco was turning pro. Kind, okay. of, kind of that era is when I really got back into it. I quit riding for a while, and I actually got a, His dad built me a 91RM out of parts, and that's when I started riding again, and I've been back at it ever since.
2: That's cool. Yeah,
1: we all love to ride. I mean, it's it, it, you have to have a passion for the sport, I'm sure, to, to run a track like that and, and keep it going and, and have it be – one of the top-notch facilities. I mean, you have to have a love for the sport, so uh, we appreciate you being a part of it. And we appreciate you coming on here. Obviously, um, I didn't know if I'd get a hold of you when I tried to get a hold of you today. So, <laughs> it's pretty stoked. That yeah, you... you're
4: lucky. I, I was still telling my sister, "I was like, hey, the girl at the office didn't didn't screen the call real well. It got right to me, you know." <laughs> but she's she's way busier than I am in the office, so she she wouldn't have time for this anyway. But yeah, well,
1: I'll be honest. I've called I've called that number. I bet. 15 20 times in the last few weeks just kind of waiting to see when the uh the media credential opportunity was going to come up for mx of nations i've been at you know asking a couple times a week trying to find out when that was going to happen and so i've been calling yeah, your- i
4: don't think that's really our world that's uh that's, that's kind of a Ustream thing, I believe. Yeah, that's
1: what the lady is. There's
4: quite a few things in this event that we have zero control over, so it's, it's very, very
3: different for us.
1: I would assume, yeah. Well, talk about that a little bit. How is that dealing with Ustream? And you probably have ideas of how you like to run your facility, and then they may have some other ideas. How do you guys – where do you find that line?
4: Um, We try to communicate best we can. The language barrier is the real thing. Not, not so much the English, it's just they have – they have different, they, they use different terms and different words that make, don't make sense to us, I guess. Right. Um, Nikos is their site manager, is their event manager. He's uh, he's kind of the guy I'm dealing with on the outside, outdoor part of it. Um, he's phenomenal to deal with. Um, the ticketing stuff is just very different. We don't control the tickets at all. We get a set amount for staff, and, and that's it. So it's, it's just a little different, but it's very different. Yeah. I guess, so... Well, we it's got, a, I got guys I can't take care of for passes because we don't have them to take care of. So that's just that's, that's different. I mean, it's gives us the opportunity to give us an excuse when we get beat up for passes with something we really don't want to give them to. We're like, hey, guys, we, can't, <laughs> we really can't help you out, you know. Yeah, I can understand. Like people, you know, friends are coming out of the woodwork. You know how that goes.
2: Oh, yeah. Everybody wants free passes, yeah, I'm sure. That, you got a bunch of new friends every time you have an event there.
4: Yeah, we just – I'm gonna call the UStream office. There you go.
2: Know. Now, my curiosity. Um, it's, it's been rumored that this was going to happen for a while, but when did the actual? When did the talk actually start? Like, who got in touch with who? How did this thing uh, become a reality?
4: It's been probably seven years in the making, I'd say.
2: Oh
3: wow.
4: Um, yeah, it's been a while. We, we, I've been pretty patient over the whole thing, and then all of a sudden, it happened really quick. Um, we, I contacted. Mr. Longo, quite some time ago, um, right after Colorado, I believe shortly after Colorado and this kind of threw our hat in the ring, so to speak, saying that we'd be interested in it and nothing really came about for a while. We actually went to California and met with him when he was in town for one of the Glen Helen GPs, the first go round when they had him, mm-hmm. they had him for a while and then stopped it. So, it was, so it's been six, seven years ago probably. Right. yeah. Um, and I think things just work in a great spot with MX Sports and Ustream. Um, I can't say why for sure. I don't know. But we're, we're pretty much partners with MX Sports as far as our national goes. I mean, that's, that's you know, the, the promoters and MX Sports are kind of go hand in hand, you know? So Yeah, absolutely. We mm-hmm. kind of told them that, you know, as long as everybody's, as long as we have the blessing from MX Sports, we're all good. Um, from there, it evolved into them kind of wanting to have, one has to do a GP, which I don't think's a, a winner for a national track. I don't, I don't think they've proven to be very successful, and I don't think it would be very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, it snowballed. Um, I don't really know. I heard that Giuseppe was ready to pull the plug on coming to the U.S. with GPs, and somebody told him to call Davey and just talk to him. And that's when the Florida round came yeah. out last year. Yeah. Um, at, at that time is when this event took off. That uh, when okay. Two owners two ago, I was on my way there to help them with the amateur program a little bit, and uh, my sister called me, today they want us to do MXON, and I was like, all right, 2019, right? And she goes, no, 2018. Like, Whoa. <laughs> so uh, we talked then. I met David Longo and Danielle Arrizzi, is the VP. Uh-huh. I don't
3: know if
4: I pronounced his name right or not, but um, I met with Emma and... Told me yeah, for sure we were interested. We talked a little bit. I think their season started, our season started, and we kind of didn't talk again until, until our national was over. And um, from there, we went back and forth for a couple months, and my sister actually went to England last year and signed the contract at the MXON last year in England.
1: Wow. But so it, it, To the average person, like to me, it seems like, well, that seems like plenty of time, but I'm sure on, for you it's I –
4: keep, I keep telling – we have enough room to park. Three times our national crowd for
2: spectators. Oh wow! i keep telling
4: everybody if we get three times our crowd, we should be good because we have at least ten times the finding in this event that we do our national.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I was at the Colorado, uh, the you know the MXON last time it was here, and um, I was as well. You know? It dude, it was packed. Uh, it was a lot of people at that deal. So if you get if you be if you get that turnout or better, I would say y'all probably would do pretty well with that.
4: Yeah, facilities are hard to judge. They really are, size-wise.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think Colorado's MXO-1 was pretty close to what we get for our national crowd, or mm-hmm. what our peak has been for our national crowd. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, Colorado wasn't, it wasn't a destination track. It was a little far for the Europeans. It was only, what, three years after Buds or four? Three or four years after Buds. I think it was Bud's, just so
2: three years after, yep. yeah. And I went yeah, to so also... This,
4: the, the timing wasn't great, you know. I think the timing for this has been... I think it's just lining up to be perfect. You know, the U.S. has been getting their ass handed to them for the last four years, five <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. You know, last year, for for you know due to injury mainly, they sent you know kind of a B team, which which has everybody fired up. Um, I think people have been talking about this event coming here or questioning what why it's not here since what's Greece happened. Right. So I really think it's a perfect storm for it to be. I, I don't think I don't have any question. It's going to be the biggest event this country's ever seen, and I think that'll probably hold for a while.
1: Yeah, that's sort of what I expect. You know, I mean, nothing against uh, Lakewood, but again, Redbud just being one of the most popular tracks in the country. Yeah, I
4: mean, Colorado. I mean, he did a good job with it. He's just I, the location wasn't you know that far west kills the Europeans. I, mean,
2: that's I that's agree. A, yeah, that's I the agree. jump
4: for those guys. You know, for for us, we can fly to Chicago, Detroit. We're both you know hour and a half to three hour drive in. You know, yeah. it's not that far.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: I, I heard. we yeah,
1: I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I think today I would. I think pretty much everybody in the industry agree that Bud's Creek has been the biggest motocross
1: event that's, that's ever happened so far, and I'm. I think this will be the no problem. Yeah, uh, listening to uh, Weed's talk on his podcast, I think it was your sister that he rode around the property after the national and, and didn't realize like how much more room you guys had for parking. Are you you pretty confident you're going to have everything ready and have enough room, or do you, are you really just not sure? You got play it by ear.
4: You know. We, we you know we had the pre-sales going, which are very very heavy into camping and camping sold out. VIP was sold out, and we added a uh, another VIP area that's close to being sold out. And so so we have those numbers to go off of, but that's really what's having selling in advance heavily is the camping. Yeah, the general admission tickets to go with the camping. You know I think a lot of people are still holding out on the on the GA tickets for whatever reason. They're they're discounted ten bucks another. Another week, I think, and then and then it goes to the full 140 for the weekend pass. So, a lot of, a lot of questions are: Hey, can we still buy them there? And I'm like, Well, yeah, sure. A lot of rumors that it's sold out, and it's, it's not sold out. We have no intentions of we're not going to sell the facility out. The worry is they are going to run out of parking. So,
1: right, right. Well, I do have a question: so car,
4: Carpool, people, carpool.
1: <laughs> there you go, exactly. Yeah, we're going to be doing some of that because I'm coming up. Uh, my producer, who's not here right now, he's coming back from Baja Brawl. Uh, is he's going. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll probably, we'll get together and carpool from the hotel at the very least, but, um,
3: yeah, can
4: parking, parking's going to be expensive and it's kind of a supply and demand type sure. situation. Plus we have some pretty phenomenal parking comparatively. To, you know, we, I went to France two years ago and I did not have any sort of parking pass when <laughs> I got there. I just parked where they sent me and we walked for about 10 minutes before you could see the facility.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, man. That so, sounds so
4: our furthest parking is—you can see the facility, you know—from the from the worst spot we got. You can look up and go, "There's the flag, and there's where I go sleep."
2: Right. Well, I'll say this: when I went to Lakewood for that, I went twice that that year in 2010 to the national and that race, and both times we had to be bust over from where team. we parked. Yep. Yeah, and I just—I yep. mean, nothing. I mean, you do what you got to do, but good parking is—if yep. you could, I, I'll pay for good parking rather than have to do that. Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah. It's going to be. I mean, twenty-five is going to be the cheapest, and forty is going to be the most expensive. So, it's oh, not nice. going to be cheap. But
1: how about pit passes? I think I saw online that they're only available once you get there. Is that correct?
4: That's correct. Yep, they're not on sale till till, till you get here. the on, the sale stuffs, it's going through a website through a, a ticket house in. Oh shoot! I forget where it is now. Monaco, I believe. Okay, we had we had to become experts on it. A lot of <laughs> You have to call and tell your credit card company you're making an overseas purchase. We've had to deal through our office with all the troubleshooting of it. So the the tickets are sold over. It's just really complicated for people to buy them over there, and it's 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 working and it's going on. But we don't we not need to add anything more to it. Sure, to make it any more complicated than it is. So
1: I can We're understand. That. How about yep. how about track changes? We you know we know that the start's going to be a little different. Um, is is that you stream asking, making those requests, you know, what about La Rocca's leap? Is um, it going to be the same?
4: The start was actually my idea. Um, but the issue is how their pit lane structure. It's very, very big. Okay, yeah. Three times, roughly three times more than what we do for the U.S. Nationals. Um, so it wouldn't fit where, where we put it before. If you put it where we had it for the Nationals, it literally came across the lane and, and was sitting in the track on the first turn. <laughs> So the, the issue became housing that thing, and then with that, the start just kind of came along with it. It was, you know, the start would have been going right at the pit lane where it's at right now,
3: mm-hmm.
4: which was then a little, a little bit of a safety issue. Um, so, so that's where the whole start, that whole section got changed strictly to house the pit lane. Okay. Um, on top of that, they uh, they had a lap time in mind, and, and I think it was based off camera. But I'm not really sure or left distance, I went to 1,500 meters. With this start change, it actually adds some racetrack. So we shortened, we took the off-camber off before the Valley Tabletop, mm-hmm. and it was a phenom- phenomenal racetrack this year at the National. I, I, it broke my heart to take it out. It really wasn't a lot of passing happened there, but, man, was it technical. And right. It was just good a race, good racetrack. And uh, I mean, I already told those guys I would, so I went along with it, and, so we took that section out. That that section is also phenomenal spectating area. So that adds a good chunk of spectator room. So that was kind of the other reason I didn't argue it too much.
1: That makes sense. And the other
4: the other section they wanted out was uh, what Langston and Weeds called the hockey stick before the leap. Right. That, that left, right hand yeah, left, right, left again or whatever it is that section hadn't been working great this year. I did a full split lane for the left and the right, coming up to the leaf to try to try to make it work a little bit better and probably a little bit better, but they making a split lane tough. For these guys, they get pretty aggressive and kind of cross over pretty <laughs> aggressively. So that they blew a line through it. I at least once and we had to keep prepping it. Um, so I didn't really argue that one either. That wasn't a section I was really digging anyway. So we just took that out and uh, there's a bump before the leaf right now and there's some stuff on Vito going, oh, it's impossible. And I'm like, well, you're not. Eli Tomac or Jeffrey Herling. So <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
3: <laughs> the, the leaf are
4: staying put and, and the bump is there. Honestly, if, if you take the bump out, everybody could do it. You know, you give enough run-up to a jump anymore. Not, sure,
3: yeah. You know,
4: on uh, normal races, we have a hard time getting the 15, 16-year-old kids on 450s from not popping it, you know, because the bikes are so fast. So. Mm. that paycheck. check can obviously be taken down a little bit if it's the problem very easily. Yeah, um, but yeah, my intention my intention right now is for it to stay put, for it to still be something that maybe a couple two fifty guys can do, maybe not. You know, um, I think the track's plenty wide enough there, and these guys are high enough quality riders to hold their line. So I don't I don't think there's a safety issue there with a guy doubling it and a guy tripling it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean you see that in the races anyway in the two fifty class. I mean you had guys yeah, like Aaron, yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah, Pleasants sure. were doing it, Forkner was kind of casing yeah. it, and most of the other guys weren't jumping it.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, the, the honest truth is, if you give enough run at it, everybody's going to do it. And sure. It's going to lose its luster of what it is. So. Exactly. You're going to have to turn into a quad to make it, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's just, you know, the thing they put at Glen Helen a couple of years ago, these guys will jump 200 feet if you build it for them, you know? Mm. So that's not really the issue. It's, it's more of a make it hard to jump, at least. And yeah. The, the guys that are qualified to do it can, and the guys that can't won't.
1: We talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the season with Davey Coombs. Some of the, like, especially Glenn Helen, some of the obstacles that the tracks were building were just getting, to me, out of hand. It takes, it looks kind of cool. The fans kind of like it a little bit, but really, it's just a big jump that is, it looks cool and it may kill somebody as opposed to let's put something a little more technical in and make some better racing.
4: Yeah. You got to remember the Hawkins Leaps. Twenty plus years old, right? So you know, back then it was a huge, huge deal. Now, you know, I still try to make the track to where it's not easy to do. You know, I still so, think that jump has
2: not lost its mystique. Though no. I feel like that's still like the probably the jump on the on the on the national tour that people are still like. Damn, Larocco's leave is huge. You know. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so that's all the more reason I don't want to make it easy and have everybody doing it.
2: You know? Yeah, these guys nope. are, are don't know – a lot of these youngsters don't know about Mike, Mike LaRocco wide open out of the corner on a 125 just front yeah, end. Yeah, it uh, wasn't sailing. out of the
4: corner. He was, out, he was out in the middle of the field. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: I I, like, I liked it. To, I wanted it to sound a little better. But Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
4: yeah. We, we took the fence down, and it was, it was the old days when it was just farm fence, and we dropped the fence, and he was out in the middle of the parking lot, and – was just tapped out, and there was like a like a little wall there that was just in the grave, and he was just like wide open and cracked off of that thing, and and he actually couldn't do it on his practice bike. He had to go back and get his race bike before he could do it. <laughs> the, original field, the original build, yeah. the original time. But,
1: well yeah. I'm I'm very happy that you are not altering it any, so that that makes me happy.
4: Yeah, I don't know where that rumor came from. I, I saw that out there, and I'm like, I, I don't. There was never talk of it. They never questioned it. I think they're, you know, I think they, I think they're impressed with the facility. I think they, you know, I think, I think they realize what it is. And I think the ticket sales have proved that they made a good choice in bringing it here.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, was, I agree. I was,
4: told it's, I, I was told by somebody there that it's 40% higher pre-sales than, than any MX on to date. That's oh, wow.
2: So that's, that's kind of scary all
4: by itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, for you,
1: it is. Yeah, for
2: sure. I, that, yeah, that that's yeah. that's a, uh, I feel like that has a lot to do with where they're holding it at. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, it's
5: definitely. Well, like I said, I think the timing is just perfect. You
2: know, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, Go ahead. No, I've got. Well, it's a little off subject, but it ha- I mean, it does have to do with the track and the national and all that. So, ba- July Fourth weekend, it's it's a very popular event. It's it's very well known for for all the uh, antics in the pits, the things that go on, the you know tailgating, if you will, and the,
4: uh, the party be, B, yeah. light yeah.
2: B, and all that. So, I got to know yeah. what is that cleanup like when all is said and done. <laughs>
4: You know, our whole business is just evolution of, of necessity. You know what I mean? It's we're 45 years of learning things. And the, the cleanup's not as bad as it once was. Um, it's probably been 15 years ago. We got a really good crew together. And pre pre that time, we didn't really do much cleanup during the weekend, you know.
3: Right. Some of the barrels
4: are on the concession stand. And so we got this really big crew together. And, man, they, they kicked ass and they did a really good job. in the end of the event, they, they, the cleanup was minimum, you know, because they've done so much during the event. And then we got the bill. We're like, oh crap. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things you learn how to do it right and you realize that it's very expensive to do it right. So
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, actually
4: I actually bring out a compactor truck on Monday after the event, like a like the garbage truck that comes to your house. Um, the compaction on those things is like three to one compared to just you going know, in a roll off. So uh they drive around for a day and pile that thing full as quick as they can and, and get as much stuff as bagged up. So they they clean it up. It takes them Four days to do the whole property, but they get the meat of it in probably three days. Oh
2: days. wow, I was expecting something like two weeks, you know. But if they're getting no, after there was a, there was a
4: time when they, there was a time when they had you know that level. But like I said, the, the cleanup during the week is during the weekend. You know, when everybody goes to the, the racetrack, they're out there cleaning up the campgrounds and getting any bags that people set out and trying to trying to
2: get ahead of it as much as possible. Right. So quick question. Our producer just walked in a second ago and uh, he just got back from your area of the woods, but he wanted to know there's a group of these guys going up there. I'll be at work. I won't be able to go, but they want to know if they can bring a red wagon with a cooler in it. I don't know if there's any significance to that question or no.
4: Ah, uh, we don't let the wagons in the track area because everybody cruises down the hills in them, and obviously they're going to take somebody uh, out. So, yeah, okay, I see where in. this is going now. It was it was cool for a while, but it, it turns into a safety issue. Obviously, you don't know, get getting point out. Uh, okay, no, I yeah, it. that the makes coolers sense. Are, coolers are no problem for the camping areas. We actually applied for a liquor license, and if we get the liquor license, and if we can pull this off, we're going to try to put together beer sales, which. We think the Europeans are, are going to expect it to be there, you know.
3: Yeah. So yeah. if we
4: do if we do that, we won't be allowed to bring alcohol inside the racetrack area because that'll be the designated serving area. So you can't you, know, you can't bring alcohol anywhere you can buy it. You know, It's kind of like you can't take your beer in a bar. Same concept.
3: Sure. Right. Makes sense. Um, right. But the camp the, the
4: campgrounds we will not be selling in the campgrounds, and the campgrounds are still open territory. And if we don't get this license. Then we'll still let people bring it in. Just no glass bottles, obviously. No glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, so I got- do search for glass bottles and stuff like that.
1: I've got one more question for you, and um, just about the the Legends Dinner with Jeff Stanton. Um, how involved in that are you, and and how'd that come about?
4: Man, I'm hoping I can get in. I'm hoping <laughs> I can get in to see that. Um, we asked Jeff if he would contact these guys and, and ask if they'd like to be part of the opening ceremonies, and he passed them as so last year at England, I think Ricky and Emig and some other guys were there, and, and they went out and did a did a lap part of the opening ceremonies. And I guess it was very well-received over there. And, you know, come on, we got some pretty deep talent of past riders. So I don't know for sure how many are actually going to participate in that. But he started calling them, and, and, and it was 100% hate He's like, if these guys are coming, we need to do something else with them. So he put together this dinner which I believe there's still ticket sales for. It's uh, the Road Recovery website.
1: Right, yeah, I think there um, is too.
4: It's going to be the largest gathering of past count in this, this sport in this country ever seen. Wow. The list is really, it's, it's Stewie's not going to be there and Bob Hanna. Other than that, name somebody that's a, 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 ever a star in the sport that's not going to be there. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm they're, very they're jealous. I'm very jealous that I won't be able to be at that. Me too. Yeah,
4: like I said, I, I hope I can get in. It's right. going to be really cool. I think I fly. I fly in weekend, Friday you know, morning. Not like we're not going to be see them, but right. Those guys are all going to be here all weekend. They're uh, Tim Cotter's trying to put together a uh, through MX Sports a uh, kind of a sports center type thing we're working on um, to, to to broad do some live streaming stuff when the track is not hot. So yeah, we coordinate coordinating through UStream. So you know these guys are all here. So we're trying to you know entertain the crowd and talk to them and. Stream it out. I, I think they're going to stream that event as well. I think they're oh, going to cool. live stream that event. That'd be really rad. So that'd be that'd be very cool too. Because it's man, I mean Wardy and Wardy's undefeated in M X L N. How gnarly is that? The dude's like eight of them or something. He's won.
2: It's funny is like I don't think he's any less gnarly now at his age than he was then too. Like yeah, that dude is just yeah. an all timer. <laughs> Yeah. know, first supercross race. Yeah, yep. First, first supercross race, yeah. yep. super race I ever went to in my life was 1986, and Jeff Ford won. I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, Tim, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, I I feel very lucky that I did get a hold of you this morning. It just seems like all you the, were. it was I'm a perfect lucky. storm. <laughs> yep.
4: Yep. Very good. very lucky.
1: Well, thank you so much for giving us some of your time and I uh, I look forward to coming to your facility here in about a month and checking it out for the first time for which for what hopefully will be the biggest event in motocross history in America.
4: I I think it's going to be. I really do. I, I truly believe that.
1: Well, thanks, Tim oh. again, man. Thank you so much. Good talking uh, to yeah, you, Tim. You have a good night. Right, night. Appreciate well, having me on, guys. Absolutely thanks, thanks for talking it's cool. All right, thank you, right, Tim. Thank you. All right, see ya.
4: Have a good night.
1: I'm more excited about going now than I was I would be an tired. hour ago. Yeah. So, and I don't have tickets yet. Just by the way, I don't know if you knew that.
2: <laughs> You're trying to wait on see if the uh, media credential thing came together. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: I I actually got a I I got my entry in. It's not officially up yet. Oh, he's calling back. Let's see. Yes, sir.
4: I just realized I probably didn't have to hang up. <laughs> Forgot you were recording it.
1: Oh yeah, we're still recording. Did you? Would, were you just? Did you mean to call back?
2: No, I yeah, I just thought I cut you guys off early. Oh no no no, sir no sir myself. no sir, but all right, all all right. right. Thanks, man. Sure.
1: Thanks, Tim. All right. Bye. Um, I did get sent a link to send mine in, but it's not officially up yet. Nah. But I haven't heard anything back yet. But I'm going
2: either way. I'm gonna get in one way or another. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, there's plenty of access. Like, I went. We were when we went down by that staging area. He talks about because U streams is a lot different than what they do at the national. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I mean, you're, we're standing right there at the entrance to it. Dungy walks by. Yeah. Kyrolly walks right. by. Ben Townley walked by. I mean, and they're right here. Like, I've got pictures of all of them. It's crazy. So, like, even then, plus you get your pit pass and stuff's going on. And Redbud's a different facility, so I don't know how it lays out. But it sounds like that that's probably a lot of why people like it. It's easily accessible. Right, yeah. Parking, things like that. So,
1: Well, I'm excited It'll be here before we know it. But uh, we, we got to take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Tommy Hahn.
3: Cool. This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto
1: X Pod Show. Since
0: 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort.
1: Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Second-tooth I wear fly wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles.
0: Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info.
4: to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available
5: for street bikes, too.
1: Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828. 1472 or email char, char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g u r l and tell her Moto X pod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil synthetic oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles.
4: Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzol dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzol to your friends and fellow racers? With Anzol, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works.
1: We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATVMX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Night's Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805 531 9551 or toll-free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393 and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy What's up Moto X Pod listeners, this is Darkside And as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why Allsport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone. Please try Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces, go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Cevacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gurky, and Brock Tickleware in their pro careers. Check them out, AllSports Dynamic Braces. We're back, and our first guest of the night is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Go to burnmotorsports.com or ask your local dealer about Shock Socks. On the phone with us is Tommy Hahn. Tommy, what's up, buddy?
5: Oh, not too much. Just enjoying a nice sunset at dinner right
1: now. How about you guys? Well, we're just, yeah, enjoying the air conditioner, you know, out here in East Texas. it's You know how hot it gets, so we're, we're just glad to be inside.
5: Yes, it is very hot in Texas. It's, um, yeah, there's it good training
2: in the summer, <laughs> that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. So is that where, are you in Texas right now, tonight? No, I'm
2: actually in Kansas right now. I've been okay. back here for
5: for a while, um, kind of around the area where I grew up, and then uh, I'll be back in Texas, uh, I guess for good, because my parents are still down there, and uh, I'll be down there here shortly in the middle of the month, so uh, just kind of. Just kind of enjoying home as much as I can, and sure, I go back.
2: Now, are you and your brother still doing that uh, that Supercross race y'all do about this time every year? It's, it's usually an off season race, isn't it?
5: Yeah, yeah, we have got the home brothers uh, Supercross shootout coming up. The uh, you know last week in September here, the I believe the the pro first race is uh, the 28th Saturday night, and um, yeah, we got that coming up. This will be the sixth year for it. Um, lots of the same sponsors and everything, and um, I believe the pro purse is still ten grand. So uh, you know, we're we want to keep that going as long as possible. That's that's some cool. Will and I both raced our first races on a dirt bike at that on that property, right. and um, it's always it's been always by, always owned by the city of Gray Bend. So um, when they when we had an opportunity, we thought we had an opportunity to bring a track back. We kind of jumped on it after would have been after about 14 years of it being closed down so um it's just something that's close to our heart and we want to keep that going as long as possible awesome
1: yeah that's awesome well so i i've been uh told there's a reason you're coming back to texas and um let's talk about that a little bit
5: yeah um you know kevin uh from the new owner out of oak hill he uh called me probably about a month ago and, and uh, my brother and one of his friends, Greg Straczynski, they, they kind of let me know that he was going to be calling and uh, there was a good opportunity to, for for a training facility down there. And uh, Oak Hill's been around forever in the Texas area. Definitely. And uh, it's, got, it's got a lot of history and and what, you know, I feel like what, there's no better way to honor that history than to turn it into future you know, a campground or a training ground for future stars of the sport. And um and you know, Kevin and I've kind of been talking over the last month and a half about doing this stuff and I've done some trips down there uh to 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 see some things and kinda of see what all he's thinking and um you know we got big plans and Kevin has very, very big plans. So um we're gonna offer a training facility that has a complete package, you know, we're gonna as far as education, um, you know, any kind of therapy with the fit and wise, uh, being their indicator, and fit and wise going to some of the amateur races and acting as a, um, an Alpine star medic unit, so to speak in the, in the amateur world is huge. So, yeah. um, you know, I didn't know that they were doing that. And that was brought to my attention. I'm like, wow, you know, amateurs changed a lot since, <laughs> since I was doing it. So this is, this is really cool. And, and, um, there's, there's just so many good variables. My my parents are in Decatur, so it makes it easier. I lived there for eight years, um, in my own place, in my own training ground down there, um, right north of the track, about two miles, actually. So I'm familiar with the area. I'm comfortable with it. Um, I just don't know if I really want too many of them hot summers, but you know, that's right. just the way it is.
3: <laughs> yeah. The way
5: it is. So. And if you want to be a man, you got to be in Texas in the summer. That's just
1: the way it is. <laughs> it's 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 unbearable at times. It's certainly, we were riding this last weekend out here at. Uh... At the at Vernon McKinney's new place and yeah
2: I almost didn't want to get out of the van I'll tell you what Tommy I work out in West Texas and basically like closer to the New Mexico border multiple times this year it's been like 115 117 and like there's not that much humidity out there but it's hot hot is hot no matter where you're at over here and it's always seems like it's hotter here in Texas than it is anywhere else absolutely absolutely I think
5: um I think it was 2010. Uh, that was the hottest summer that I, I can remember. I mean, it was actually hard to get recovered for the races um, after your training during the week. Um, it was just—I just remember, like every single day, I'm like, "Really?" There's—I think it was like in triple digits
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. through the
5: middle of October that year, or right? Like that, it was crazy, and I'm just like, "Wow, when are we going to get a break?" Uh, but that was the hottest summer that I can remember, and it was brutal.
1: Uh, yeah, I was working outside a lot that year, and I remember that too. Yeah, it's pretty pretty miserable. But like you say, for training purposes, that's that's one of the reasons a lot of the training facilities are, you know, in the Florida area. And now uh, you want you and Kevin have this one starting up. Um, you know what? What are your what are your plans for like when will this thing be live where people can start signing up? You know what's what's the game plan? Well,
5: we plan to launch on October first. Okay. Um, you know, normally the people get 11 months of solid training. Uh, since we're coming in a little bit, a little bit behind, there's going to be 10 months of solid training before Loretta Lynn's time comes around, um, you know, which is plenty of time still. And, and we're we, yeah, we plan to go on October 1st. Um, the website, uh, completeMXTraining.com, uh, that will be the website. We're we're going to call the, the training facility side of things Complete MX Training. We're going to offer... You know, schooling. Like I said, we're one of the other. You know, we talked to some of the team managers in in the sport, and it's like, okay, so we're grooming these kids for you guys. What 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 do you want more of that you don't see? Mm-hmm. And one was and one was the education part of things, offering an education, making sure that they're getting it and doing it. And the other thing was teaching the kids how to talk on TV. And um, at an early age, and they're not intimidated by it once they get up there or stumble around or do anything like that um, or just have a bad interview. You know, it happens a lot with the rookies. It's just the way it is. They're nervous. They, they did good. They're they're hyped up. They don't know what to say. They often forget sponsors, you know, and, and not to say that the sponsors are going to, like, fire you over that or anything. It just sounds a lot better when you know you're that artic- you're articulate, you know what yeah. to say and you have your you have your rhythm. And not to say that you're doing it every time the same, but having that articulance to where if the reporter asks you a curveball question, you know how to answer it and don't get stumbled around. That's one of the biggest things that we see. And then also, you know, the riding part of things, how they want them how they want them groomed and and different different parts of um nutrition and and the chiropractic side of things is huge as far as therapy and stuff like that from week to week. So offering all that stuff to everybody to be on a solid program, learn the structure that you're going to be following when you're a pro at an early age. So then it's not quite as a, uh, as a shock to some of the kids. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, if I would have had an opportunity to do this stuff when, when I was an amateur, I would have, would have jumped all over it because I, I went in just a farm kid from Kansas <laughs> that didn't know anything. So. It, everything was a shock at that point. So it's, I'm very, I'm very excited to be a part of it. I'm glad that Kevin, you know, came to me about it and, and asked if I would be a part. And, and of course, I, I jumped at it and I, I think it's a good opportunity for the area and it, it's a good opportunity for the track. You know, Oak Hill's, Oak Hill's got its reputation of being, you know, one of the best tracks in, in Texas. So, absolutely. you know, in order to train on that every day, it, it's going to, I mean, well, to train on that every day is going to be a big benefit to a lot of amateur kids around the country because they have clay, they have sand, they have a clayish sand, you know, they have black dirt. They have all kinds of dirt there on that property. So right, right. So you you get a lot of you get a lot of uh, diversity in your riding and, and knowing what your bike's going to do and all those different types of of uh, terrain. So that's that's huge.
2: Yeah, you're right. the The scramble cross. I went and did a scramble cross race there a few months back, and that that little area where that track is had all four of those soil types combined. I thought it was really cool. But my my st- really not a question, but a statement was about that. This is a chance for kids, and I don't know what the current the current you know trainer there facility whoever's there now what what their deal is but this is a chance for for guys that aspire to go to the national level to learn from somebody a national winner supercross podium guy somebody that's been there done that and it could actually give you real sound advice on what to and what not to do. And on top of that, could teach you, could, can tighten you up on how to ride a dirt bike really well. And that's you, Tommy. And I think that's a, a really good benefit. Plus, this heat training we were just <laughs> discussing here in Texas, there's no other way to get prepared for it other than just get in it. So, like, I feel like there's, this is a win-win for anybody who wants to get involved.
5: I really do too, and you know, thirteen years of professional experience. I was hoping it would pay off at some point, and and I think that I, I I was, I'm thinking that it will. So, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing that replaces experience, and and I've been on factory teams, I've been a privateer, I've I've done it all, and um, the training was always the same, and the mentality was always the same, and it doesn't matter where you're at, you can do it you know this day and age you make the bikes so good from the from the factory you know you don't necessarily need a factory bike like it was in the late 90s or early 2000s you right. know so bikes are so good nowadays you can do it if you have the heart you got the will and the want to do it then you know it's going to happen so um you know i just yeah, I'm just really excited to yeah. to be a part of it and, and to get to get things rolling and, and to work with the kids and and try to help them. And, and you know, if they if they don't want to help, them, that's fine. We'll have other people help and train if they like training with them better. they'll have other people to train so to train them. So well, well, um, with that,
1: I was gonna say, yeah. With speaking of that and all the things that you guys said, you're going to provide how many how many employees do you have, plan on having on site?
5: Uh, that's to be determined right okay. now. Um we're we're going to kind of assess that as it goes and um you know I don't think there's any number as a question uh just depending on how you know how how good of a response we get out of people and what people think. So you know I know John Short he's a you know, he's a privateer, works his butt off and to get to every race. Yep. He's, um, he wants to help a little bit and I think that he's a great technique on a bike as it was with Sean or John for, you know, many years, you know, being from the Texas area and seeing him come up as, as an amateur and, and then riding with him, you know, during the week. So, he's got great technique on the bike. Um, he's, he, he has great throttle control. He, mm-hmm. He's a good rider. So, yeah, I think ride for sure.
2: yeah,
5: so there's, you know, th- there's there's me and him right now that are that are going to offer. And, you know, obviously John's going to keep racing. And, yes, you know, that's what, that's his ultimate goal. So, you know, I, I don't know, Kevin or myself will do anything to help him at that. But you know, obviously he, you know, he's a privateer and he needs to get it from race to race. So if this is if that's part of his program and helping this, and, and that's you know that's what he's got to do. So. Um. Yeah, having John Short and just a local boy there probably have a lot of kids that look up to him, that's going to be huge as well.
3: Yeah. So
2: just,
5: I, I'm, getting kind of, I'm getting kind of old now. I don't <laughs> think a lot of new kids know who I am. So, right. Well, John's that, got that a great
2: personality, too. Yeah. I don't think you're that soon forgotten, Tommy. No. It wasn't that long ago you were still throwing it down, so I think people still remember you. And you were racing Supercross, what, two years ago, a year ago? 17.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I graduated or graduated. I retired <laughs> last May. <so. laughs>
2: now, how much do you still ride? Quite a bit. Do you get out there on a bike, or are you just you kind of not doing that right now?
5: No, I, I ride as much as I can. I have a YZ450. Um, I was doing after I, after decided to retire, I was uh, helping Yamaha with production testing on okay. the, the the nineteen the nineteen models, and then I ended up moving back to Kansas, and you know got. During that whole time testing, I was I was training kids and I was training vet riders. I was training, training everybody that that uh, you know wanted the service. So right, um, it, that was real cool. Um, it, it, the, the the testing thing was really cool because it showed me a whole different side of how things are done and and how they and how they come to the conclusion on what they do with with the production bikes and everything. So that that was really cool and and, and helped me a lot understanding and how. Um, a bike works, you know, so much, not so much on the factory level, obviously, but on the production level and what they look for. So that was, that was awesome. And obviously, you know, Yamaha's, Yamaha's a good brand right now and they're coming out with a bunch of good stuff and they got the 65 and a revamped 85. Yep, yep. And, um, I think they got some, some more stuff up their sleeve here in the next few years. So, um, Yamaha's just a, a they're just a great company to, to be with right now, and and um, yeah, it, I, that was very very fortunate. I was very fortunate to be a part of that. I thank Steve Butler and Travis Preston for that a lot.
2: Cool. Yeah, yeah that had to, that had to have been a cool gig. I, I didn't even know. Like I, I kind of wondered where you were because, like when you were done with Supercross that year, you were just done. Like we didn't hear any media stuff, any of the other you know any of the other podcasts, and all of a sudden now I hear this. I'm like, oh wait, he's still around. That's awesome, man. Glad you're still glad you're still kicking. A, a lot of guys just walk away from it, you don't hear from them again.
5: Yeah, well uh, I knew. Like, I, I didn't ride for a little bit. My, I kind of ruined my shoulder towards towards the end of last year before I retired, and um, I didn't ride for a little bit. I was burnt out, you know, at the same time. It was a long, you know, I I didn't really retire once before, but I took some time off after I broke my back in 2012. Like so you know, I took a good year off, and, uh, um, you know, I kind of needed to fall back in love with the sport at that time, and it was the same thing this time around. You know, I, I just got real burnt out. I didn't ride for a while. But that first that that first time back, it was like, wow, I'm I'm less of an ass. This is nice. <laughs> like I, I I feel good about myself. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it was a good day. A Little so less stress. I it. Yeah, I needed it in my life, and sure. that's and you know I I've come to that conclusion. So I ride as much as I possibly can. I still get around the track halfway decent. So you know, I'm I love it. I I just absolutely love it. There's nothing like being so out of shape and then going out there and doing what you used to do and go, what? I can't do this anymore. I right. used to do this. Yeah. And, okay, so now I have a new goal. <laughs> so, that there's that's a good wake-up call, um, to, to be honest. It's not bad. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it's a humbling experience. So.
1: I, I can understand that. Hey, so I've got a listener question, um, and you may not want to answer this question, and if you don't, that's fine. Um, Hey, we have a listener that wants to know what the beef you might have with Steve Mathis. Is that anything you want to talk about?
5: No, nah, that's something. No matter what I do, what interview, what podcast, or anything that I'm on, that's just something. It's probably Steve himself. So, um, no, nah, I don't know. I don't want to really talk about it. And anytime somebody asks me about it, I just say, I don't know him. Okay. So I don't know him
3: okay well, uh, well that's, that's, yeah, that's uh, fair that's
5: a
1: good, I just, that's a good answer I yeah it, it it was it was actually a listener that i know and you know he listens to pulp and he he asked so i thought i'd ask him it's fair that if you don't yeah, let's just drop that. Well, I just
2: think people think people expect like you to be on stuff like that. You're still you're still a big name, you're still a big deal really. And and I just people wonder what happens cuz nobody knows the behind the scenes sure. stuff of the industry and I think sometimes as fans, you know, their their curiosity your curiosity will get the best of you sometimes, you know.
5: Absolutely and I understand that, but you know, it was just it's a nonsense situation and you know, I think both Steve and I have kind of washed our hands of each other or of the situation. So I just don't, uh, yeah. And there's no reason to elaborate at this sure. point. That was, that was six years ago when all that stuff happened. So there, there's, there's no reason to elaborate at this point. Okay. And, and, you know, I wish Steve the best of his success on his show and, and everything that he's doing right now. So, you know, just leave it at that. That's, yeah. that's, that's, well, that's my answer to the question. I'll just leave it at
2: that. Well, we're, perfect. <laughs> I'll say this: it's it's pretty awesome that you'll come on this show, and uh, hopefully you'll <laughs> come back on this show. And um, you know, it uh, it's cool talking to you, man. I always wonder what happened to Tommy. What's he doing? You know, and obviously it, you haven't been gone that long, but still, you know, it doesn't take long, kind of for that to no. be that 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 question to start coming up. Hey, where are they at now? You know.
5: Exactly, and it's so easy to be forgot about you know, on the pro side of things within a week you know so it's yeah and i I knew that that was going to happen you know i I didn't try to stay in the spotlight or 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 stay in in anything for a while you know i just kind of wanted to be normal for for a little bit see what that was like and normalcy sucks to be honest with you i like being abnormal and being a, a dirt bike rider or you know the professional side of things no it wasn't always glamorous but it was cool, and I had a. I was very fortunate and had a good career, and there's nothing that I regret. And I'm just very fortunate that I'm still, I'm still capable to ride. My body's still good enough to wear. I if I you know if I want to, I can get in shape and do race if I wanted to. But right. they're not saying that that's going to happen anytime soon. It's just, I'm um, yeah. Like I start riding. I'll ride for three, four weeks really consistently in a row, and I start feeling good and normal again. So it, it's just. I mean, like like I already said, I love it, and it, it's what I've done my whole life. And normalcy sucks. That's thing right. being it really does.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I can understand that it's it's a big change, and it would be very difficult. Um, yeah, but I, I'm glad that you're you know getting into this te- uh, training facility. Uh, Kevin seems like a great guy. We had him on the show a while back, and I know he wants to bring. Oak Hill back to the prestige that it's had, you know, so I think you being a part of it and having this training, this training facility, the way you're talking is going to be a big step in that direction.
5: Absolutely. Kevin's super motivated as well as I, as well as me. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think there's going to be a lot of good come from that Dan And it's going to be a good venture either way. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just super excited. And I know Kevin is as well. So, we can't wait to get started and and just help help the kids and help anyone that needs it. Uh, it's not always kids; sometimes it's the vet riders too. So we yeah. just help any. We're open our doors. We're opening the doors to anybody and everybody that wants to learn, be a better rider, be a safer rider, and um, you know just want to ride like they've always dreamed of. So perfect. That's the whole goal.
1: Right on. Well, Tommy, before we let you go. I'd like, uh, just if you don't mind, like, give me your best memory as an amateur with your brother, grow, you know, traveling to a race, whatever it might be. Do you have one that sticks out?
5: Oh, man. As an amateur growing up, I, you know, I there's there's a few that stick out. I don't know if I favor one over the other, but I haven't mean, just seeing us, you know, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Will, but... I would hope I would hope that he feels the same. Just seeing the, seeing each other accomplish the things that we did and being proud of each other. You know, I, when he won his title, I know it's not amateurs, but when he won his title in Supercross, you know, I was happier than if I would have won that thing, a hundred percent. And uh, seeing the things that he accomplished, the little the amateur championships and stuff like that, um, I was always, you know i didn't care about me like if i if i had a bad race or whatever it was like oh we'll kill it like you know so right. and I, I hopefully it was vice versa with him so um i'm pretty sure it was even though yeah. i have a loretta's title i have a loretta's title he doesn't i don't <laughs> count the Supercross stuff so um hey, anyway. you, got <laughs> forfeit, you got a
2: 450 you got a 450 outdoor win too and i don't believe he does
5: no, no, no! I, he doesn't actually. I think all his wins are in the 250 class. So, um, yeah, no, he uh, just making each other proud. There were so many different. There were so many different times, and, and you know, he he got a team green ride and stuff like that. There's just so many different times that yeah we had we had good races or or good times. It was um, it was really rewarding on the other end. So, um, yeah, I think the best. Um, re- the best thing that I can recall was actually driving down the road and um, my dad was driving the motor home and I'm sitting in the passenger seat and Will said he was going to get in the shower and <laughs> I think he he took dad's hat off and dad was starting to lose his hair about then and <laughs> he took dad's hat off or something and that's just a bald spot in his head or called him baldy or something and I don't know, it was probably about ten minutes later, Dad slammed on the brakes while we was in the shower he come <laughs> ber- he come barreling out of the door, you know, naked from the shower. So um, I think that was that was like the all time funniest thing that stood out stood out in amateurs. Well, like, we a, all had a good day. That's so exactly the good. kind of
1: story I wanted. Something yeah, like that. That's yeah. perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that that was yeah. fantastic.
2: I got something that you guys might that might that's that that always stood out to me about Tommy. and This is something Tommy did. Dallas Supercross 2010, he's going to know what I'm talking about already. Opening ceremonies, he comes out. Jesse Masterpool, I believe, had just passed away that morning. It may have been the day before, you know, from a crash at Whitney's. Tommy, Tommy, you know, top ten, he gets – introduce opening ceremony. he comes out on uh matropulse super mini oh yeah. does his lap like everybody does and for whatever reason i thought i just thought that was one of the neatest things it was an awesome tribute and it shows like you just you don't see that you've no. never seen anybody else do anything like that and uh, tommy i just got to commend you for that i thought it was awesome
5: Well, uh, that was an idea from you know bobby hewitt and, and bill keith the, the team owner and team manager at the time, and. Um, I didn't know the master pools at the time, but I had heard about it that morning, and um you know, and of course, I was gonna jump on that and, and take his bike around the stadium so um yeah, that that was um another humbling experience in my career and 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 then meeting them at the end of the night and everything and and just, just the strong people that they were because I tell you what, I wouldn't have been there there's no. no way so no. no. um. Mm-hmm. You know, just it, it, very, very unique, strong people, the Master and I and I was very honored to be able to do that.
2: Well, I just cool. I had to throw that out there, man. Yeah, I thought a, if people don't know, they should know about that because that's something really legit. Yeah,
5: that was that was a once in a lifetime type of deal. And, yeah. And, yeah, that was. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a. You know, it was a terrible deal at the time, but uh, I'm glad that I did it. And, and uh, I think that the match were, too. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's something that I'll hold on right. to for, forever. Right on.
1: Well, Tommy, thanks for coming on tonight. Um, man, I'm really excited to see what you and Kevin can put together. Uh, let, you know, let's make Oak Hill great again. And hopefully we'll see you out there soon.
5: Yes, we yes, you will. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys have me on again sometime soon. Definitely. So you guys take care. and and have a good rest of your
1: night. All right, you too, Tommy. You Thank too, you very Tommy. much,
2: Bud. Be good, man. All
5: right, see ya. All right. See ya.
1: The great Tommy Hahn. That's it.
2: Tommy was legit, dude. Yeah, podiums definitely. and like I just—he was very good. I just think injuries kind of got in his way because he was that that upper tier guy, talent wise. Right?
1: Like, yeah, definitely. It just unfortunately, you know, sometimes things just—they just, just get more yeah. and more difficult, you know. And you have some injuries, and you, you see it all the time. Certain guys just. It, yeah. It just unfortunately the the injuries and then you lose the rides and mm-hmm. it just doesn't always work out. People but, yeah. don't
2: realize because when they think of you know Will probably gets more notoriety because of his title, but Tommy was actually and I don't want to get stoned for saying this, but he was better than Will. Okay, he really was on yeah. or a big bike. He was anyways. Right. and uh, he just couldn't stay healthy, man. Yeah, but it is what it is. A lot of guys can.
1: All right, going into another break, and we will be back with factory Honda's Cole Seely. Yeah. Next guest of the night is brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Call 805-531-9551 or visit them at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. So on the phone with us is factory Honda's number 14, Cole Seely. What is up, Cole? Hey, how's
0: it going, guys? Pretty good, just hanging out.
1: Yeah, well, we're. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, we're pretty excited. I'm very excited that I've seen you on Instagram back on a bike. Me too. How excited are you?
0: Um, now it feels like I'm I'm back into the full swing of things, but uh, no, I mean it's been a it's been about an uh, two and a half weeks now. So yeah, um, you know I'm just just stoked to to be riding and be pain free and and um, I'm mean, just start to.
1: Well, that was normal,
0: uh, normal riding,
3: I guess.
1: Yeah, you just said pain free, which I, I be, to be honest, I'm pretty surprised. I mean, you had a pretty nasty injury. I don't think when you first got hurt, you realized how bad it was. Um, the fracture of the sacrum, left and right pelvis, couple surgeries. Um, you know, I, I know there for a while, you know, you, you were in a wheelchair for a while, but you're saying, yeah, two and a half weeks on the bike and you're not feeling any, really any, uh, physical effects from the injury?
0: Not from my uh no not from my pelvis, I mean obviously I'm going to be a little weak. Sure. Um but yeah no no pain. Uh just uh, actually uh, people don't really remember I also separated my shoulder in the same a- accident. It was just kind of a a more minor injury than, than the pelvis, but yeah, now that that's actually been um uh, where I've been feeling more pain is in my shoulder, but it's it's just typical, you know, like I've been in the gym for three months now and it's, you just can't work out those muscles the way that a dirt bike,
3: you know, right. them
0: out. So, so that's, uh, kind of just expected. And, and, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not going to hop back on the bike after, you know, six months off and be hundred percent or have, you know, zero pain in, in all areas. Uh, you know, even my hands, like, you know, I lost all my blisters and, and all the normal, right. uh, you know, <laughs> riding sores that you don't really realize that you have. And, and uh, so, Mainly just trying to get those, those back in line and then, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's been good though. I, I'm surprised like how, how fast I kind of got up to close to
1: speed and, uh, that's yeah, been good. Yeah. And, Was there a point where you were, I, I mean, imagine in the beginning you were probably a little, you know, down, a little depressed maybe, and just kind of questioning, do you want to get back on a bike? But at what point did you say, all right, I'm tired of sitting around here. I'm tired of messing with my, uh, drifter cars. I want to get back on a motorcycle. Um,
0: well, I never get into sick of messing, with, messing with the j but, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it took a while. It it man, it's, it's hard, like, being in that wheelchair, like, really kind of messed with me. Um, you know, kind of every rider's fear, I guess, is a big injury like that, and, uh, I don't know, it, I, there was, a, there was a little while where I was kind of questioning, you know, what, you know, what my future was, I guess you could say, and, uh, it's tough, you know, I, I knew like. Well, I've gone through that before. Every rider has. Uh, and you kind of, like, I don't know, you, you kind of question it, but it, it usually it comes back pretty quick. You know, it takes a couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks. But this was, like, longer than two months where I was, like, you know, what, like, why do I do this? And, and, and why do I put myself through this? And what's it worth? And, and all that. And, and I knew and in, the, in the end, like, I was going to come around, but it's just, like, I, I was thinking in a state of fear, and I know that's not a stable place to think from. So I kind of gave myself some time. Yeah. Really, reflect on life and and life of the racer and home life and all that kind of stuff. But it was, uh, it, was it was good. It was, I mean, I, I'm always kind of optimistic on these you know these injuries and kind of always trying to see the uh, the positive. You know everything and and really just take the time to I don't know just just do what I what I can to grow as a
2: human. Sure, sure. Now Cole, are you um uh, are you just still just riding outdoors or or have you started on some supercross stuff yet?
0: No, just outdoors. I'm probably gonna stick with outdoors for I don't know, maybe six to eight weeks. Um I mean there's low um, I don't know, low chance of you know, crashing or lower chance of crashing on on motorcross tracks than it's a little easier on the body and uh, the team is still, you know, geared up for outdoors coming off the season and, and all that. So I'm, um, just trying, and really, you know, I got I got quite a bit of time to get ready for uh, for Supercross. So you know, I want I want to start here and, and ease my way back into it. And make sure you know I go through all the small fundamentals and build a good foundation before I get back on Supercross track.
2: Sure, sure, well, right on. Now one more question: this uh, with the with the pelvis injury and all that did it affect your golf game are you back on point with that yet <laughs> it, it definitely
0: has uh i haven't golfed yet actually the day before two days before i i got hurt i shot my, i had my best game and i was like could not wait to get home and and it was me cincerello uh chase Sexton, and and uh, uh brandon anderson who was, who was uh i did practice mechanic we all went out and played Played eighteen and I had such a good game and I could not wait to get home and I was staying in Florida at the time and get back on the course and still haven't <laughs> still like I don't know I, I, my shoulder was the main thing that was worrying me you know I was swinging a club and and uh, having that one miss where you can hurt so
3: yeah I don't know
0: I, I gotta get back out there though I got I got a fresh set of clubs now <laughs> and, uh, yeah I'm just itching to get back out there there
1: you go I can imagine. So sitting back, you know, I mean, unfortunately team Honda had a rough year this year. I'm a Honda guy. I'm all about team Honda, but man, your injury, Kenny's had two bad injuries and Christian goes down, but seeing Ken come back after such bad injuries and being as good as he was, did that do it? Did that inspire you in any kind of way? Did you take that? You know, did that have anything affect your mindset at all? Uh, Yeah, a little bit.
0: I mean, it's, I think anybody, you know, not am just calling the guys, but the athlete or, or anybody in our sport can kind of be inspired by that. Um, for sure. You know, definitely, um, he's had, he's had some tough years in the past. So yeah. He, 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 he back and, and, um, you know, i obviously talked to him pretty frequently and hank he, he was like so mad at himself. I'm like, dude, you came into this with so many question marks, you know, like you hadn't been racing and, Fitness was a question mark because your injuries and all that stuff. And it, you know, it, it, it's really cool to see him, you know, especially, like, I don't even know. It only took a few rounds to see him catch a stride and, and really just start putting motors together and, and uh, putting results together and all that. But, you yeah, know, it, it, it's inspiring for sure. Um, and uh, he, he's definitely a, a one-of-a-kind kind of person and athlete for sure.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he ha- he has a great personality, and and you seem to have a very positive, upbeat personality. You know, I've, I watch your vlogs, and, I've, you know, I got to talk to you a few times. So I, I would think just my, my stuff's very minor, but as an amateur, I've had some injuries, and there's just times where I go, I get hurt, and I'm like, I'm done. I quit. I need to sell this stuff. I'm going to get into racing cars or something. And then usually two or three days later, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to ride. But it's scary coming back sometimes from big injuries. You think about it when you come back, and that's – at your level, especially, is not good. So I was just wondering, you know, because he he seemed to be so positive, like, from day one. I'm coming back, and I'm going to be as good as I ever was. And I would think that would rub off a little bit, you know, like, hey, look at look at what he's doing. you know, there's no reason for me to be down, basically, is what I was wondering about.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's definitely inspiring. And and he, he was texting me along the way, too, kind of checking on me. And yeah. Giving, giving me, you know – you know he's he's younger than me but he's, he's kind of inspiring me and, and uh giving me some words of wisdom and all that but uh yeah no it, it was cool i mean I, I'm, I'm really happy for him mean, it was a good season
1: for sure absolutely and i feel like 2019 is going to be a great year for honda like i mean i feel like you're going to be back uh i know there's rumors that christian may ride the 450 they may have three bikes i don't know if that's just a rumor, but I mean, the, the three of you would be like a super team for me. That'd be just fantastic. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that Honda comes, comes in strong this year. We need a We need a Honda championship. It's been way too Yeah, long. We, we really do. We really
0: do. And, and believe me, we've been, uh, we've been working our butts off. I've been, um, I've been talking to the team, you know, day by day, trying to, you know, we're, we're working hard to try and, you know, to, to fill in the blanks and make it make it a really solid deal for next year, and yeah, and uh, have a really good testing season, and just kind of I don't know, put put all the pieces together. I guess um, you know we, we have unlimited resources, and it's just yep. it's just a matter of you know figuring out how to use those resources. And, and I think um, I've got I've got some exciting like I don't know, just, just a lot of excitement for the future. And and, uh, and man, they're they're doing everything they can to make both Me and Ken as comfortable as they can, and and uh, Eric Kehoe just he crushes it. I love that guy, and he's he's always uh, he's always there to help, and, and I really appreciate that as a writer.
1: Yeah, and, and since you've been back, I'm assuming you're on the 19. Um, what's the, what? I actually haven't
0: ridden it yet. No. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah, no,
0: I've, I I had the option to um, coming back on. they it was even an option just to hop right back on it and uh, and not even. Go back to the 18, but um, I spent all summer last year on the 18, and and uh, really wanted to kind of familiarize myself. Sure. And remember, I guess. <laughs> I can what understand. the understand. Settings that I came up with were.
1: Yeah, just get and comfortable. So I get on
0: that, and yeah, I get on the 19 fairly soon. Uh, I'm just trying to, to. I don't know. I I think it's just important to 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 be familiar, and I don't know. It's, it, it, but we'll, we'll get there in time, and. And uh, I'm excited. I've heard nothing but really good things about the new chassis. Um, right. There's only minor changes, but I've heard that it, that it helps a lot. And
2: it'll, it'll be good. I've heard a lot of good things about that new bike, so I'm sure you're excited to ride it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're kind of introduced to a new platform and, and a new chassis, it's uh,
1: an exciting thing. Yeah. How much of the racing did you actually watch this year? Did you watch every outdoor national, or was that something? is that something that's difficult for you to do? when you're not there
0: um i watched most of them uh, i didn't watch a lot of the supercross because that was kind of where i was still in that mindset of like you know what like, like kind of depressed i guess you yeah. can call it. Um, and uh, then i kind of started to get over it and i went to Hangtown, and that's when i really got the itch to come back and race like right before that and being there and like just like it was, it was really cool to be there and, like, the fans be, like, um, you know, not, like, "Are when are you coming back? When are you going to, you know, be back? It was more, like, how are you? How have you been feeling? You know, it was, like, more concern, like, about me as a person, not, like, oh, when do I get to be right again? Yeah, that's and that right. Was kind of, it was really cool. So that, like, that was another kind of positive thing. That I was, like, man, I can't, I can't wait to come back now and, and <laughs> nice. you know, crush it and, yeah, so I went to the I went to that round, obviously went Helen's a local around, went to that, Colorado. So I hit the first three and, and um yeah, then I then I was back in the normal routine of watching and checking in on the team and all that and um yeah, I went to Washougal. I Actually drove up to Washougal from Southern California. That was a that was a fun trip. I just kinda drove up there solo. Drove my uh I trailered my my drift car up there and went and, uh, up and met up with one of my friends from high school who lives in Washington now and we did some drifting on Sunday after the race, and that's cool.
1: Back so, yeah, it was a fun, fun, little trip for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's that's good. Like you know, like you said, kind of getting your spirits back up as the nationals go on, and just getting ready to come get back on a bike. I was so excited when I I kept wondering, you know, I think I texted you a few times, and uh, just kind of wait. I was wondering, man, I was waiting to hear see something with you getting back on a bike, and man, when it finally did, I I, I was very happy because I haven't really, I don't think you've been vlogging much in the last few months, have you?
0: No, I have it's it's it. Uh, I I really like doing it. It's fun, and the fans really do like it. I didn't yeah. I didn't really expect that much of a feedback from fans, but but every race that I've gone to, like man, when are you gonna film another video? But it, it's so tough for me because I'm like I'm the kind of guy like social media is cool and all, but at the same time, I'm always like so in the moment about things. Like oh, sure. uh, like I want to take everything in. I'd rather experience it firsthand than have my camera or my phone or whatever and. Um, I don't know, it's like it's like I hop on the bike, I'm like, oh, I forgot to grab my GoPro, or I forgot right. to grab my camera when I hop in my car, and I'm like, ah, screw it, I'm just going to go. I'll grab it next time, you know? like. Uh, well, but it, it's hard to remember to film, and and I enjoy it, though. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'd like to throw some more videos up here pretty
1: soon. Yeah, it takes it. it takes a lot of... It's not just simple as point your camera out video, and then you got to edit, and you got to post it. So I, I get it, and I think if you did it too much, it would probably... Be maybe it'd be too much you know people would so th- just doing it every so often gives people a little taste and yeah it's it's good like social media is good as fans I like seeing that I, obviously I watch yours and AC's and Christian's and I think they're very entertaining I like the, a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff so it's it's cool but yeah just yeah every once in a while I'll think about us
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure
1: so, um, I don't want to keep you too long tonight, man. I mean, I, I know you've got a lot going on. Um, I would like to get your thoughts on the MX of Nations team this year. Um, what do you think about it?
0: Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, I mean, we've got definitely up our hand. I think, this year with, you know, obviously being uh, in the U.S. Um, last year we were kind of thrown into I've obviously never been to Natalie Basin. Right. It was, uh, was Mudfest and those guys – are, I mean, they're incredible how fast they're on a dirt bike in the dry, and they do not slow down for the mud. You know, that's like, it's, it's honestly, I have never been. I went in the mechanics area at one point last year during practice and just like kind of watched the line, and I was so in awe of how fast those guys are going in the mud, and it's just in, in general how fast they go. But. Yeah. Um, that was a really humbling experience last year for me, and obviously we didn't have the greatest of luck. But I think we have a really good chance uh, this year. And I'm excited. I'm going. Um, just took my ticket like a couple weeks ago, and, and me and Christian are going out there together. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's yeah. Just, uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna kill it this year for sure. I think, I think we have a really good chance.
1: I think so too, and I'll be up there as well. So I'll have to try to maybe. Catch, catch you guys if I can and get a couple words, but I, I'd never – we talked to you right before – I think right after you were announced last year, and, and I don't know that we've talked to you too much afterwards, but I appreciate you going over there. I know that, you know, it was kind of a la- – not necessarily a last-minute deal, but there's a lot of people that might not have been super positive about you going over there, and I thought you did a great job, and I was very excited to have you there. I think the fact that you – we talked about this. The fact that you even wanted to go – was appreciated. You know, that's it's such a big Dude, deal. I was po- I was pumped on Carl. Yeah.
2: If remember when we talked to him right before that and uh, I was just fine with the team we absolutely. Set. You know, yeah, I thought we were doing do great, you know, and shit happens when you get there. Oh well. Yeah. I mean you gotta try, right? I'm glad
1: you got to experience and be a part of it and and uh we appreciate you going over there and as like I said, just being such a great ambassador to our sport. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I was I, you know what it was
0: it hit and hit, yeah, like some of the guys were, were stoked we were going over there, other fans not so much, but um yeah, I mean that, that was something like nobody wanted to go. Really. Yeah. Like, uh well not not there was like two Americans in front of me in points and they didn't want to go, I should say, but um, you know, so I was kinda of third alternate, I guess. But uh I was I was so excited to go over there and I I you know, it, it sucks what happened with Everything. I mean, it was literally like the worst scenario that could have happened. Right. Uh, kind of going to a track I didn't know and being a mud fest and bike breaking both races and <laughs> it was it was hell for me. I didn't sleep much the night after and uh yeah, but I mean, I, I really want to go again. Like even after all that hell, I want to you know I to right. go. I want to go back and I want to you know redeem myself. And had I been asked this year, I would have you know I would have jumped at the opportunity to go again, but. I mean, obviously, if I was in season, but... Right, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Really, it, 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 it'll come up again, you know? Definitely. I am confident that I'll be up there, you know, next year or the year after and, and be asked and, you know, I want to bring home the... the you know, <laughs> it, it's such a cool event. Like, it's, it's so hard to explain to Americans, like, how, how enthusiastic and how crazy the fans are overseas. You know, even, like, even for us, even as Americans, like, they are so excited to see us and meet us and hang out and and I'm like completely, you know, humbled and, and you know, just honored to, to meet them and hang out with them and it's uh it's a really cool experience and I, I can't wait to go this year even though it's at home and, and just go hang out. I know there's gonna be tons of heroes over there and go to uh hang out with them and, and you know, experience that whole whole scene and one more time. Yeah,
2: it's oh, going to yeah. be rad, especially yeah. at Red Bud. Cole's going to get stalked in the pits for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah be fun. It's
1: definitely going to be a great experience, great great uh I think I I definitely feel like we have the best chance to win at our track, you know, I mean I just I think I think everything's in line for us to to win. Um so I am I'm, I'm excited. I just I've never been to one. I, I didn't get to go to the one at Lakewood, so this will be my first one. I never
0: ne- I never been to one. Uh, before last year. Oh wow! <laughs> so, I was, it was a completely you know into race the first one I went to It was like a crazy experience. But yeah, yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's in it, it. That's I went to um, a MotoGP race this year with with Cinterello, and it, the MotoGP and the um, MXGP are a lot of like the you know they really make a production out of it, and like half of it's because of you know the organization that runs it, and half of it's because the fans are just so. Over the top, you yeah. Know, they're crazy. They're crazy about the athletes that they're there for, and they, they're there to cheer on. And yeah. the and you know the, the nations is just like that. You know, it's, it's a re, it's a production. You know, Friday there's a ceremony, and Saturday is a qualifying and yeah. it's a race. And you know, it, it really like it's still you know just one weekend, but it's really like they really squeeze every um I don't know, like every drop of just like radness out of the program (laughs) it does seem like it's a longer event really make a production out of it really
2: cool yeah
1: and then being at redbud with just those fans their local fans anyway it it, it's gonna be like a bomb going off this i think this year that's probably a bad that's probably a bad analogy a bomb (laughs) going off but
2: yeah probably not a good one to use yeah let's let's it's gonna be amazing
1: (laughs) it's gonna be rad so yeah and uh well Matt cole Thank you for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, I'm excited to see you back on the bike. Cannot wait for Supercross to start and see you back after competing again. And thank you.
0: Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh
1: we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Talking to you, Cole. And We're as I always you. tell you, thanks for turning me on to Pennywise. I can't
2: believe sure. that you're the guy that turned him on to Pennywise, When I listen to Pennywise a lot, and it's still you. I mean, it's awesome somebody did it. It doesn't matter who did it. But the only
1: Pennywise I knew before that was from, from it, yeah, Stephen King's okay. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Cole. All good right. talking to you,
2: buddy. Thanks, Cole. i talk to you later. Okay, man. Have a good night. See ya. Cole Seeley, getting back at it. Great taste in music, Cole Seely. Yes, he
1: does. He has great taste in music, and I'm excited for Honda to have a full team back and
2: hopefully healthy all 2019. Yeah. I can't imagine that uh, there being a Honda team field without Cole Seeley, so it's going to suck when he retires. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's been there for so long. Like, right. He's been on Honda since 2010, the Troy Lee team. I think that was his first yeah. year with them, and he hadn't been off of Honda since right. then, you know. So well, I'm glad he's back. He he had one of those injuries where I was worried, like, man, yeah. is he is he
1: gonna be okay? You know, and I, I think he had too. some minutes like some time like that. You know, we heard him talk on some things, but he was he was down, you know, it's a scary injury, you know. I feel the same way about Jeremy Martin. Like, is
2: Jeremy gonna get back? That's a tough yeah. one, man, especially with Jeremy's his spinal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably will. It just depends. Like, when you have to start getting that stuff operated on, that's when stuff starts yep. being crazy, yep. you know? Yep. And it scares me. It, uh, those guys. Yeah, I don't like it either, man. It's it's a scary thing, and it is, it is what it is. And Jeremy got hurt riding outdoors. So, yeah, you know, he didn't even get hurt riding Supercross. <laughs> it was I match. remember Cole's. It was just like, holy crap, that was terrible. Yeah, well, and then he didn't get up, and you're like, oh shit. You know? Yeah, well,
1: we were at that race when uh, Jeremy got hurt at Muddy Creek,
2: and just, yeah, that's right, you were there. I, could,
1: I saw it on TV from the screen. I was actually in the. Um, in the media tent at the time, getting my phone charged. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but I missed it. But, yeah, it, it sucked. It's, and then to see him carted off was just terrible.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's – you never want to see any of these guys get carted off, whether it's a local track yeah. or your heroes on TV. And uh, it's tough, but it's, it's the world we live in and as far it's as – It's dangerous sport. That's why not everybody rides dirt bikes. Exactly. You yep. know? And, some people uh, play baseball. Some people do. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, but some do. And, right. And uh, – but, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, we we definitely had some casualties this year, and um, maybe it made for a less eventful summer. But I still feel like the summer was a success because at 250, 450, whatever, we started a pretty good series each one. Oh, yeah, one. yeah. And the Tomac drama is the only thing that kept the 450 deal spiced up. Otherwise, <laughs> it would have been a snooze fest.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I, I, up front, but I sure enjoyed watching, like, Phil get on a Husky yeah, and do, do well. Yeah. And, you know, I liked some of that. And then Barsh had, had some good races, yeah. so there were some things that I was excited
2: about. You know, A-Ray getting, a, getting his first points, that was cool. Yeah, Look, so. it's looking like, uh, and then uh, Stanky, that one of the mud races scored points on his yeah. 252 stroke. Yep. And then at the beginning of the summer, Aldridge was killing it on his. And then uh, what else happened this summer? I was gonna—I was just fixing to bring something up, and it went, it went with the tip uh, of my tongue. But
1: well, speaking of Stank, he's coming on in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, did
2: you get him to answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was supposed to come on the—he
1: um, was scheduled to be on the Tuesday night that he ended up being on Pulp. Yeah, and when he when they announced Monday, he was going to be Pulp. I texted him, and say, "Hey, let's move it because everything that Mathis asked him was in were questions that I had Same wrote down. Thing you were
2: going to ask. Him. So yeah, we're going to
1: yeah. do it when he gets closer to Supercross. Well, yeah, he—I met him at Muddy Creek or. Millville, no, Muddy Creek. And he's like, oh, well, now I know who you are. You're, you're cool. So yeah. said, I, I was like, hey, you never answer me. He goes, yeah, I, I don't like to answer the phone until I know somebody. So
2: That's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I can definitely get that. That's cool. I mean, he probably gets it from every direction. Right. All, all those guys do. But uh, speaking of uh, Phil, we are just talking about, it looks like he's not going to be here with us next year. No, I think he's going to Canada. I mean, I'm glad he's still racing. I wish it was over here because I like watching the guy ride. Yep. I think he's phenomenal. But And he's entertaining on top of that. But, hey, man, he can go over there and do, you know, he's probably to race that whole series isn't he yeah yeah you know, probably but that's series. probably what he wants to do instead of just being a fill in you know never might knowing more, he's got a chance to make more money over yeah. there for
1: sure yeah. you know but alright let's uh let's take our last little break of the night and then we'll be back with Chris Keeper. cool Right, moto x pod listeners we are back with uh one of my favorite guests uh Kiefer inc testing's own chris Kiefer. what's up
0: hey guys how are you doing tonight thanks for calling
1: definitely man it's been uh the pleasure a, is the pleasure is all hours, i promise yeah. you're you're a busy <laughs> man and it's been hard to track you down <laughs> yes
0: honestly like that's funny you say that i was thinking about that today i was cycling just like 20 minutes ago i just got home like this is kind of like my serenity, my hour and a half of on the bicycle. I don't have to like write about my bicycle. I have to talk about my bicycle. I don't have to do anything, so I can just ride and come home and park it. It's kind of nice. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, we know you're busy, but that's a good thing, man. I mean, who thought? You know, what's it been about two years now since you left Dirt Rider?
0: No, actually, Steve and I were just talking about this uh, last night. It was it's it was in July, so it's been just over a year. Wow,
1: wow. that doesn't. It seems like it's been longer, but, I mean, think
4: – who would have yes, thought you'd be this busy, man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's only been – a Oh,
4: I know, man. Like, I, I was, I'm i super excited.
0: Like, we talked about it, and I was like, man, when I first started, I was like, I hope it works. And then a few months went by, and then I, I started, started, you know, seeing some growth. I started seeing some more advertisers wanting to be a part of it. And, and I, I told Steve, man, I just wanted to do something where I could be myself – And have my personality involved in my testing because I come such you know from a heavy testing background and I just felt like, man, media testing's missing some really key points in evaluating dirt bikes and I wanted to bring that, but I didn't want to bring it, you know, full one hundred percent serious. I wanted to get the point across and have some fun with it and try to steer, you know, the blue collar guy in the right direction because shit, man, I didn't grow up rich. All that stuff's expensive.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's one of the things that most people. I mean, your personality is why people love you, but the fact that we know, you know, whether it be MXA or whatever, some of these magazines have sponsors that, you know, basically expect maybe certain answers, and you don't. You don't go down that road. You're you're, you're honest, and you say what you think, and people can, you know, Mathis can tease you about being Blue Crew or Orange Brigade. I mean, but <laughs> you're honest, you know. Um, And I think that's massively important doing what you do.
2: I'll tell you what, Chris – the, uh, it, I really a guy like me, blue collar guy appreciates something like that because you give us a good reference point on things if we're interested in a new bike or whatever but I got to give you a pat on the back. I'm a like nerd when it comes to handlebars. I love them. I just, just geek out every time <laughs> I think about them. So when I saw that podcast pop out on my feed of the handlebar thing you did, I would just I had a boner. I literally did. I'm not even kidding <laughs> you. It was awesome because nobody has ever done anything like that and that's my shit. I'm not even a fast Rider, I just like handlebars. I'm just super into them, and for whatever well, weird all, reason.
0: I, well, first of all, I I'm stoked I got you a boner. So that's that's <laughs> cool on my part. Um, but honestly, like yeah, like it's funny you say that because I feel like most of us that ride their bikes, especially kind of like the 30 to 50 range riders, we're all kind of techy Like we want to learn what's good and what fits, and you know I'm like bicycle shit. You know, it's like. I don't know a lot about it, but I want to learn, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of those types of guys out there that are into that kind of stuff for dirt bikes. So, um, like I said earlier, like, man, just from the background that I have, I know a lot about that stuff. I know how millimeters can make a quite a bit of difference on a motorcycle. And, um, yeah, just, I'm like you guys. I want to geek out on it. We talk about it. We do it. Okay. So it, it's enjoyable for me to do the podcast, it's enjoyable for me to type about it and write about it. Especially it's a rewarding feeling when I go to the track and I hear guys like you and, and I appreciate what you said and it, I take it to heart, man, because mm-hmm. that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not fucking getting rich <laughs> um doing what I'm doing, right? I'm not gonna I'm not buying four houses and retiring when I'm fifty years old. I just I love dirt bikes and I love sharing the information and I feel like no other person out there is really sharing the full knowledge to all the consumers out there. And that's yeah. what media test lacking. is, man. They kind of they hide some shit, and I'm not about hiding it. I'm, I'm a pretty transparent guy.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of products on my bikes because of you. I mean, I, ride, I run the Starcross Fives because of you. I run the Fute pro taper Fusion Bars because of your recommendation. I've got the Elite Pro, pro uh, works Connection Perch because of your recommendation. No thanks to Heather, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. She blew that for you, totally. <laughs> hey, but honestly, like, I tell guys, too, like, I'm not I'm not the end-all, be-all of, of, of shit either. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm the Bible of testing. Yeah. If oh. you believe in, in, in Michael and stuff, you go there. If you believe in Jody, that's fine. Like, there's room for all of us, I feel like. And, and I really wanted to, you know, really transmit that to other guys out there. Like, hey, man. You don't like my shit? That's cool. I get it. Like, that's fine with me. Just go where you feel like you can trust someone. That's where you're going to find the best product for you.
2: Well, all you can do is give your opinion, and, and and with everybody, there's six six in one band, half a dozen in the other, depending on how you look right. at it. So you, you all you can do is what you do, you know? Well, the best thing
1: was your shootout last year where you had all different kinds of guys all different sizes all different abilities and then you you know recorded their opinions and it was obvious it was at the track most of the time and they're fresh off I the bike like that one and and it was really neat like you actually heard some guys say oh you know most people didn't like the suzuki but there was a couple that were like i love the suzuki so you were obviously getting pretty honest answers how these guys felt and i thought that was i mean that was a lot of fun to listen to
0: yeah, and I'm going to do that again this year. So we're going to start that on September 18th. Yep. And I feel like uh, we're going to bring some cool riders, like, you know, some good professional riders that people want to know their opinions on the bikes. And then also just the normal, you know, normal blue collar guys that want to ride dirt bikes. Some 230 pound riders. I really want to incorporate just a lot of different types of guys because when it comes down to it, we always say this. All the bikes are good, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of what you like what you what person you could relate your style of riding your weight your ability all that too and then maybe give you an educated decision on which which way to go and uh, honestly it's just fun like i like shoot up i I love hearing people's opinions i like to hear who won even if a bike i like you know like right now i really like a ktm Mm -hmm. and it got fifth and i like i like busting michael Lindsay's balls because (laughs) i like that bike you know so it, it's just all relative, and, and little minute things to change on these bikes can make a huge difference. So that's something else I want to bring to my shootouts. Like, hey, if you change this, it could it could help you in this direction. So um, it's a fun thing for me to do, and it, I get a kick out of seeing the guys, just the normal guys' faces and and how they react to things when I interview them after right after they're done riding. You know, they're like they're excited, or or last year a couple guys actually went out and bought the bikes that they like the most because of the shootout. That's which cool. Is
3: really
2: cool. Yeah. 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 How many people ever got to do that? That's rad. Yeah. yeah. You
0: guys need to
3: come out and do it.
1: don't you guys fly out? Well,
0: you fly said I...
2: you were
1: coming to Three Palms, man. You invited me to come
2: out and help test at Three Palms or shootouts, and then you, now you're not coming. I tell you what, Kiefer, you need no, a two. I'm Go ahead. I'm... Go ahead. No, I say you need a 230-pound guy. I'm your man. <laughs> I got you, son. <laughs> C-class, slow as hell. Even, I'm your guy. I
0: might even surpass that. Yep. We might even surpass that this year and go, like,
2: 250. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I can gain some weight. Whatever you need me to do, bud, I'm a company man. I'm that guy. And I'll foot my own bill to get there, too. Plane ticket, hotel, whatever, son. Right. Hey, <laughs> I, have, I actually
0: am going through Texas, though, dark side, so maybe we will stop and ride
2: you need to man well i'll text
1: you and we'll figure out when that's going to happen and yeah we'll we'll we'll, gotta take we'll figure it, it out you got to take him
2: to south central bro
1: yeah south central which take him to south central. i told you about south central i think last time we talked it was uh Shannon Nide was was training out at this place yep. at, but now yep. vernon mckitty took it over and um man it's it's fantastic i was just there this last weekend
0: it's funny that you, like vernon McKitty, a perfect example of what we were talking about like I guarantee you that guy's not getting rich running the track, right. but he loves dirt bikes, right? All these guys that rode and raced and, you know, all these guys are they want to be around dirt bikes, man. And once it's in you, it's just a part of you and it's just like a big family. You, you you know, you maybe you can't race at the highest level anymore, but you want to be around dirt bikes all the time, and that's your kind of, how, like, I formulated my life. I've figured it out like shit, you know? I'm never going to be that top racer guy and be able to make millions of dollars and retire, but to me, when I consider making it, you know, quotations, making it, um, it's about riding the dirt bike and making money. Yeah. And, simple, and having a life. So I think it's cool these guys are, are running tracks and doing things, and I see Rayner out running his track. And yep. I don't know. I think bitches.
1: We got a lot of badass – facilities and riders
2: out here so definitely when you come through we're, we're gonna have to get together we'll figure it out the good thing is like even if you stop through here the, in an hour in every direction or so there's a track or two yeah. or three like it's nuts how many tracks we actually have down here and you know texas is not known for being a moto mecca but we got a shitload of tracks
0: yeah it's probably you guys probably got better dirt than we have here oh, yeah, definitely better dirt, dirt.
2: Definitely uh, yeah that.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so hey chris with these shootouts coming out is there anything in particular that you're most excited about one thing that stands out? Um, probably the most,
0: I'd say probably the, the thing that I'm most excited about is creating something a little different than what everybody else is doing and getting that information out. I mean, that's what I'm most excited about as far as just the shootout itself. And also I have some surprises for the manufacturers um, because those guys, Fucking bust their balls with shootout season. They're they're five days a week. They're at the track. They're set settings and so Heather and I got together and we decided we want to do something for them. You know when they come to my stuff and uh, nice. We got them each a little something. You know because I know how much work goes involved and you know goes into these shootouts. So uh, yeah, I, I like to see those guys' faces when I bring something. You know for them because they don't get yeah. like shit. But but for me, man, it's I've been doing it so long. I, guys i've been doing it since i'm 2001 right shootout
1: so long time
0: for me to really get excited to ride all the bikes like i guess i'm kind of numb to it if if that makes sense to you guys because i get to do it all the time anyway Mm -hmm. and so um what i do what i do like about it now it's just it's my own way of how i want to do it and that's what gets me excited it's not someone else's way it's like hey this is how i want to lay it out and i and i see that through like and then I see the finished product, and that makes me excited. And then I hear people like, hey, man, I enjoyed your shootout. And that's what gets me excited about the shootout time. It's just its a lot of work, but yet the reward is pretty big at the end of the time. Yeah,
1: and how much people appreciate what you're doing. And you get that. You, you're lucky that, I guess, the day and time—the day that we live in with social media and being such a big part of pulp, you get that instant feedback, too, of people telling you, hey, man, this really did help me.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, like, and I, and I'm I'm pretty open with my email, so mm-hmm. I get a lot of emails during the day, and, and I just said, hey man, if you guys got a, a bitch or a complaint, or you got some positive comments, hit me up, and, and I get a lot of comments, and I get a lot of questions, so, um, that's just another reason, you know, why I like what I do. I kind of change the media game that way, where I actually, you can actually interact with someone from media testing, like, you can't fucking call Jody, you can't call Don, yeah. you know, so... These guys feel a part of of what you're doing, and and that's all they really want, you know. Like, hey, it's like if I went with the company, that guy was like, I'm a rider, and I want to get sponsored by Fly Racing. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm a part of that company. Like, I want to be involved somehow, not just get product, but hey, let me help you do something. And I feel like some of these guys out there, they give me that feedback, and they feel like they're a part of Kieferi Testing, which is
1: which is us. Awesome. It's what I want. Yeah, definitely. I, I I know exactly how you feel. Uh, and yeah, this, again, this is the reason why you're being you're you're being successful in this last year is because of those type of things. Um, yeah. he's, he's what your guys'
0: podcast are doing, you know? Look what you guys are doing over there on the other side of that. I'm sure you guys can see that as well. Like from where you guys started to how your your show has grown over the years and how many people come to you. And I know dark side and I had this conversation. It's like writers know dark side. By his name, and and for him, that's cool. You know, like he's a fan of the sport, and when he does something that, and you know, impacts the industry, and guys that up knowing your name, it's a good feeling.
1: Yeah, I, I have to admit, man. I mean, I, the guys that are here in studio, TJ's not here right now. They'll joke about my ego being so big I can't get out through the, through the door, which I don't feel is the case, but it does. It is. <laughs> It, it is cool it is cool when guys like say what's up dark side or whatever I mean it, it is cool I mean I'm a, I'm still a nerd I'm a fan man I love it so yeah but uh so hey Chris what's the best product that came out in 2018 you got one
0: cool best product in 2018 Man, that's a that's a tough one um well is is I'll, I'll lay a couple on you okay I really like that uh, maybe maybe it didn't come out in 2018, but something that I've tried that's new to me that really made a difference.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, one comes to mind recently, just because I've been riding with it, is uh, which I <laughs> it's funny because I can't really tell you guys what it is yet. But <laughs> there is there is a company that's making an axle and chain um, adjuster block that's two piece. So on a KTM, so on a KTM for you guys out there listening. Um, the chain adjuster block is one piece connected to the axle, which under load, under throttle, when you're accelerating out of a corner, some choppy, you know, square-edge stuff, it kind of binds that rear end. Well, this company's making an axle and some chain adjusters that are just like a Honda, right? And that kind of frees that feeling up in the rear and really changes the um, feeling of a kid's on acceleration ropes.
2: A lot of guys
0: in the past would just have to go buy um Honda Axle, but now an actual company is gonna make that direct, so guys at KTM could just buy it you know as an accessory, which is kind of cool um and as far as gear wise and things that you guys know how much I love gear <laughs> um, i I really feel like fly. Even though they do spawn through my podcast, they have stepped up their gear a lot and I really like that they have the bower reel on the on the on the light hydrogen. Yeah. Gear. So that was something they did in two thousand and eighteen, right. which is they rolled that over in two thousand and nineteen. So um for me it's like a custom fit, it gets you tight. You don't have to have Jason Anderson jersey flapped in the <laughs> back. I'm, I'm I'm kinda old school. I don't I don't like that shit. So right. I want my Jersey in. So uh I, I think uh that was one of the aspects in the gear world that I liked a lot.
1: Well, I like that man. Like Fly is officially on board with us as of September first, so they are a sponsor of the show and we are giving away a set of the women's light gear tonight.
0: Dude, that shit right there, I would wear that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it too. I'm glad I'm not the only one.
0: Dude, dude, I told JT I let me try some of that on. I want to try to fit into what size I am. I want to wear that white. It's like a white teal. Yeah. I want to wear that stuff. So I'm going to wear that. I'm going to try to wear that um, for some photos um, for, for the shootouts because it looks bitchy.
2: Cool. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, re- <laughs> real talk for a minute. That new fly boot that just came out, that mid-level boot, what do you think about it?
0: For a mid-level boot, it's pretty damn good, man. I'm, I'm very, very picky when it comes to boots. Um, as far as shock absorption, like coming through the peg, that's one of the better feeling boots. High, high end, uh, you know, low end, any kind of boot that has really good feel on the peg and it has a lot of shock absorption coming through the peg. So when you land flat, it doesn't hurt your ankle or come through your foot, um, like some other boots do. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of guys are fans of CDs, but I, man, CDs are really hard for me to, to wear because they're narrow, and I feel like I don't get a lot of ink protection. But the new fly boot, man, it fits well. Um, I like that the sole a lot. And to me, um, for a midline boot, it's not that heavy. So um, those three things actually stood out for me the most when I, when I wore
2: it. Do you think, um, I mean, it's what makes that boot not on the higher end of, of the spectrum? I have not read up as no, enough about it, obviously. So what, what do you think? Basically,
0: it's just the materials that they use. So, I know there's some different materials that could be a little bit more expensive that they, they incorporate, and also um, they can incorporate more um, hinges and things like that
3: mm-hmm. right. into
0: the boot, which cause the boot to come up. But um, I've worn hinged and non-hinged boots. I like both aspects of, of both of those. but um, So, I just think it's just the material um, that they that they didn't use to make it more of a price point style boot,
2: right. and honestly,
0: with the smart one here, because mid-range to low-level boots sell the best. If you ask any you know company out there, they would tell you that style of boot sells more. Tech seven sells probably as much, if not more, than a tech ten.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I was on that tech seven train right. for several years when they revamped that boot back in like. 14 or whatever i love them yeah so hey i got a question for you um the honda um
1: fort guards i th- i think they're one of the flimsier ones because based off what i've read like you have to put the little on the when you put a whole shot device on they send these little clips to stiffen up that fork guard yep do they make anything like is there a fork guard aftermarket fork guard that's better than oem because this particular last weekend out at South Centre, I cased this jump that I've never tried the jump before, and I decided I was going to go for it. Cased it, and my freaking whole shot device goes flying. It ripped out of the fort guard. I saw it go flying by. I caught it. I caught it on my GoPro. I went back and found it. It's pretty, but I need fort guards that are a little more heavy duty,
0: dude. So you're on a stock fort guard though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, my 15.
0: Okay. So I don't know if they fit. I think they will. I have to double check. If you go to a an eighteen or nineteen has changed even some still, mm-hmm. um, the material is a little bit different and firmer. How I know this? And because I had to do some fort guard testing with Harvey one day. And same thing with your experience. I had to go to Lake Elsinore at eight AM when it's nice and fucking slick as shit <laughs> and there's like mud everywhere, right? So I had to rise through to try to get the mud tacked in between the actual fork um, leg and the guard itself um, because some of those guards were ripping off, just yeah. like what you experienced. Um, the new fork guard, the 19 fork guard, did pass. Now, does that fit on your bike? I do not know. Okay. There's, there's a high there's a high chance that it could, but if that doesn't work, then I would say um, call Brian over to Cheruby's um, the cherbys makes a little bit of a different plastic inject holding for that thing and it's a little bit stiffer
1: okay well yeah' that's a, like i so. said the, the fork guard stayed on but the 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 i had the fly uh double button hole shot device yep and that thing just like i said it went flying it just ripped out and and the the fort guard is really loose now so it's kind of just junk i guess at this point but
0: yeah, you gotta be careful too because those Allen bolts strip out super easy on that on that fork
1: Yeah, yeah, I've done that on my O six and I had to drill one out and retap it. So yeah, I've been there. But um, you're on a, on a 15, right, dark side? Yeah, well, I still have my O six, but I have I'm been riding the 15 most of the time. So that's the one that I had the problem with this last weekend.
0: Am I going to keep that thing?
1: Which one? the 06 or the 15?
0: Well, no. 15. when do you plan on get a new bike. Dude,
1: I just got the 15. That was I, I think you probably don't remember. My dad bought that bike for me like a year ago.
2: Dark Side does not upgrade very yeah. often. He he's that 06. He rides it just as much as he does the other one now. I'm poor,
1: dude. I live week to week, man. So <laughs> yeah. that's why when the uh, I'm not mad at you for it. Yeah, Ford. when I, I lost wish I could do When that. I lost the I, it was actually a whole shot device that I didn't win that night. It it kind of hurt me a little bit. Yeah. Not really. Damn, I can't, dude, I can't start with I'm, one of those. I'm joking. I just like to buster balls a little bit, but but I am, man. I'm just a normal guy, dude. I'm week to week, like so. Shit. Buying a new bike. No, I is, hear you, man. Like, did
0: you did you, you said you had a Fly one?
1: Yeah, yeah, because I didn't win the the Works Connection one, and since I have a deal with Fly, oh, I just man. got that one.
2: Dude, I got to hook you up with a Works Connection one. They're way better. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I've got. I got a Works Connection one. I found mine on eBay, brand new, 50% off. Yeah. that's I, just, I, I, I got, got you. It. Hey, I got you, Darkside. I have some at home. I'm going to
1: take well, you told me that last time, and I said, I don't you don't have to do that, man. I don't. Everybody gives me shit for getting stuff for free, and I really don't get anything for free." You know, I, I'm sure yes, you, you yeah, heard a little bit, but not well, much. You, I, I, you heard the uh, the rant of the week last week when you were in the studio, and the guy was bitching about me. But I get a lot of that <laughs> stuff, like. I get people saying I'm a mooch. Like, <laughs> I get guys tell me all the time I'm a mooch on on when I call in the pulp, and I've never asked you for anything. I didn't ask for anything that night that you and Heather were in studio. Hey. hey,
0: but you have to admit that guy was funny as shit when he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, dark
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah." I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I laughed. I mean, it's funny. I, I mean, shit. It, it, yes, it's definitely funny. But I, I, don't, I hate that people yeah. think I'm a mooch though because I don't ask for stuff
0: i know i know you don't dude. I, I just i bust your balls well so hey but yeah, seriously cool. i'm gonna send you because i got one so i'm gonna tell heather <laughs> to suck it and you really fuck dark Side over and we're gonna send him
1: one. Oh man hey you know i love heather and and shit man she's cool and, and your boy aiden is rad we had him on a few weeks back and hey man i like that kid
0: yeah Aiden's a good dude i like Aiden. he's a he's a, he's a fun kid to be around
1: yeah he's, he said he's liking his x brand more than you liked him i guess
0: Seriously, like he said that to me the other day. We we're just, we we're just bullshitting, and uh, we we're at the track. He's like, "Dad, these goggles are good." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're really good." He's like, "These are my favorite." I'm like, "Cool, man." You have Sweet. to tell it's your favorite.
1: Yeah, he, t- he. I actually asked him. Uh, I texted him like a week ago, and he said he was loving them. And I told Rich I sent some out, and he's like, "That fucking Kiefer won't wear them though." I was like, "Chris won't wear them." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, hey, man, once you go on air you don't go back. It's tough.
2: I guess I've I've heard that from multiple people. I'm glad I've never tried them because I'm too cheap. Yeah, I'm
1: more of a guy that I'm because I'm so thankful when somebody does take care of me in a customer service way. The way Rich helped me out when I first started wearing them before I, you know, I was involved even before I knew what Pulp MX was. I was just a regular guy. The way Rich helped me out—that's all it took. Somebody was willing to answer the phone for me the owner of the company yep. and hook me up and, and take care of whatever issue I have, I'm all in. I'll stick with them forever.
0: Hey, just like what we talked about earlier. You feel like you're a part of it, right? Yep, and exactly. That's as around. So and, and no shit, like if I wasn't wearing Oakley's, I'd wear X brand as well. Like I like Rich a lot. And a yeah. big reason of why I would wear X brand is because I like Rich. He's a really good dude. Sure.
1: You know? Absolutely. Well Chris I don't want to keep you too long, but I've got a couple more questions for you. If you got a few more minutes.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, so um, you're blue crew, but you're also kind of orange brigade. You've bounced back and forth, (laughs) and you're a watcher of riders' technique. Will Webb be better on the KTM, or uh, yeah, on the KTM? One
0: hundred percent, yes.
3: That one hundred
0: percent. Just because the simple fact of one, I know he wasn't completely happy with the Yamaha Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Okay. Um, Two um, That bike is going to suit him The KTM will suit him better Because it probably Delivers its power much easier And longer than the Yamaha Which I've ridden both So I know A little bit about how the engine Characters on both of those factory bikes work Mm -hmm. So um, How he's a little bit of a smaller guy So I feel like KTM will suit him a little bit better And the way the engine is delivered And the simple fact that He's just going to have a, a, a more solid program. Actually, going to be with Alden. There's going to be no slacking. Even, I'm not saying he was slacking before, but he's going to be held accountable every day more so than he was with he was with Swanee, I feel. Okay. Swanee um, does a really good job of what he has to work with, but I've been to the Baker Factory. I see what's there and available to those guys. He has nowhere else to go but up. And I do feel. Like that KTM factory bike is a little bit better than that Yamaha factory bike. As much as I love Blue Crew, right? I think that Orange Brigade factory bike is really good.
2: <laughs> hey Kiefer, I've got a, a question that kind of more pertain. Another continuation of that: How are him and Marvin going to get along on the same team at the same training facility when they've they've got history? I don't know that it's bad beef, but they definitely got some.
0: Yeah, I agree. We talked about that on the show, too. Like, man, they really battled hard in Indiana, like, for a position that wasn't for
3: first yeah. place. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: Man, um, I feel like I know Cooper a little bit. He's a, he's a great kid. But when he goes racing, it's kind of like, you know, in that movie Over the Top. You turn that hat around, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to work. So, right, right. I mean, Marvin's the same way, too, man. He wants to win. He wants to do good. I think it'll be okay because... I know Alden doesn't play that bullshit when you're there practicing. You get alone. Um, Now, when it comes to race day, that could be all thrown out the window. Sure. But I know for a fact, guys that you know, we had a little scuffle between Jason Anderson and Marvin, right? Yep. And Alden finds a way to work it out. If it's send him down to California or if he decides wants to go to California or if he wants to go back to South Carolina, I feel like Alden will find a way to get the most out of him without having any drama between the two. And and honestly, man, I think that'll kind of die down once they ride together and, and get to know each other. They may not like each other because maybe they don't know each other that well.
1: Right, so, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You know, and you can see I mean, that... I, I
0: I've like It's sad to say, but, you know, as human beings, we fucking judge people before we know them, right? We kind of have a pre-notion of how this guy is. It's just, yes. it's just a way of life. But then once you get to know someone, you're like, "Oh, that guy's pretty cool. Like he's not half bad, right? You know? For sure. It, I bet you it's kind of like in a Steve Steve sense. Like people maybe think Steve's an asshole, <laughs> but when you meet Steve, he's really a genuine dude and big heart. And then your kind of your perception changes of him. So maybe that will how it go with Farms and, and Coop.
2: I agree with that. Every time I've been around Mathis, he's been super cool. Yeah, man, you know? he definitely has that.
1: Like there's times when I when I'll call in and I'll be like, "Oh, I think he was mad at me." <laughs> you know, I feel like he was – you know, I, I feel like he didn't man. like that question. But then, yeah, then, like, Travis had texted me and said, no, everything's cool, man. So, yeah, it's – yeah, and then yeah. – but you meet him at the pits, and he's – yeah, he's nice as can be.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit, he gets that way with me, and sure. I see him all the time. So sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's probably – in my opinion, there's four, like, big what-if-type storylines coming into 2019 Supercross. Can Kenny come back from the two major in- injuries – and win a championship? Can Eli get his shit together and and you know not have whatever they are, whether they be mental breakdowns or whatever? Can Jason Anderson repeat? Was he for real? Or can Marvin surprise everybody and just win the championship? What do you think?
0: Man, those are all great questions. Um, for one, I'll start with Kenny. Kenny, Kenny will be good. Kenny will have a little bit better of a of a bike next year especially for supercross. Um, I if you guys like we talked about earlier I'm a big fan of technique. If you guys watch Kenny, he is picturesque. He is beautiful to watch ride. He is he is as far as finesse and smoothness, he's better than Marvin to me because he has more aggression in his riding yet as smooth as Marvin. Right. So Marvin looks like he's really smooth, but doesn't look like really aggressive at times, you know? While Kenny is super aggressive and keeps all of that great technique and smoothness. So he'll learn from his big crash that he had super Supercross. I feel like his bike will be better. Mentally, I think he'll be stronger. People think he'll be weaker, but I feel like what he went through just made him better.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, so I feel like he's going to be in the running for the championship. Now, Eli, man... That's a big question mark because we don't know how that new bike's going to be in supercross. Okay. So that that bike is all new. Um, Eli knows the old bike in and out, but we're going to see some some bugs getting worked out early in the series. I feel on that bike, they can test all they want in Corona, but when it comes to Anaheim and 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 things are at race speed, it shit changes. So Eli will be. I still feel like the guy to beat in supercross. If the bike turns out to be okay, um, man, Jason's a big question mark for me as well. I feel like, yep, yeah, he's going to win races. He's going to be there, but is he going to have consistency? That's that's tough. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like, like. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be harder for him next year than it ever has been. And uh, and then you throw Marv in there. Marv's got second in the series. He's probably pissed off about that, mm-hmm. and he probably knows how to win races and championships. I'm sure he's got. Ryan, you know, in his ear, he's got Alden, and um, so I think for me, it's going to be the same two guys. It's going to be Tomac and Marv for the championship. Okay, and you're going to sprinkle Kenny for some wins and JA, and I also feel like um, Cooper is in there for some wins as well.
2: Nice, I like that prediction. I think yeah. well, I think Coops do. I think he'll win a race or two well, next I'm year. I'm hoping Barsha can get up there too. Right. And, yeah. and, and Dino, man. I love yeah, Dean. Good. What like
1: come on. Dean's gotta get some love.
0: Yeah. I just don't feel like Dean is and it's, it's gonna sound bad. I just don't think he's a championship guy. I got you. you. Know?
1: That's that's probably fair, I, but it bums me out.
0: It bums me out too. Dude, I love watch he's another guy I like watching ride too, but I I just always feel like the top guys rise to the top, the cream to the crop is Eli and Marv. And those two guys have been in there in championship battles. They've They've been in the, the stress levels. They know how to do it. Um, I feel like Kenny, once he gets in it, you know, he's going to win races, but can he mentally keep it together? That's going to be hard to do with those two guys in front.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that was uh, a great answer, though, to all that. And it definitely, I can't wait for it to get here. I can't wait for a mix of nations. Yes, I do. Man, I'm, I'm just... Dude, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I think I'll, uh, I'll be... I need to make a West Coast race, try to get out to one of the Anaheims, but I don't know if it's going to happen. You, you going to
0: go to Monster Cup or no?
1: Dude, that's the week after MX of Nations, so probably not.
0: So you're going that you're going to that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to that. Um, That'd be my first time ever at a Redbud, and my first MX of Nations.
0: Oh, uh, dude, you're popping cherries right and left. That's going <laughs> to be awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I kind of had to. Pick which you know I, I looked at trying to go to Monster Cup also because I really want to go to the live event Steve and you guys are doing but I just can't afford to go both both weekends you know out of town like that.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna pick the two, I agree with you, man. You go to the Motocross Nation. It's gonna be sick to watch Hurling's race for me. That's that's the big thing for me. It's, uh number one guy to watch for me. Ride is Hurling's. Like I I get mind blown every time yep. I watch the guy ride. So
1: agreed, agreed. Chris, man, um, thank you for coming on. I always appreciate you when, when I can track you down and you're not quite so busy.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me, and we're going to try to get you some off-road dudes because uh, yeah. I know Cody has been busy, and he actually just texted me today. He's like, hey, sorry. So, yeah, we'll try to line that up for you guys.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to get Cody on, and... Um, I, I, you know any of the guys you you know you know I'd like to get Caleb on and um, Destry Abbott you know I'd like to get him on so I definitely want to just don't get
0: just don't get that Gary Sutherland guy that
4: guy's a
1: dick <laughs> yeah okay
4: <laughs>
1: oh, I'm gonna send him that clip here as soon as we're done so <laughs> all right, right. Hey, guys
0: thank you very much you guys have a good week and I hope to see you guys
1: soon all right you too Ben enjoy that Rids line. later Kiefer yeah
0: Rigi live. I'm in it
1: right now. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thanks, man. Thanks, Chris. Yeah.
0: All
2: right, we'll see you, bud. I'm not going to lie, man. I like those Ridge Lines. I'm sorry. I don't, people I've are going to call me a, they're going to call huh? I've been looking at them. They they're people are going to call me a pussy for doing. I don't care. Like well, I'd drive one anyways. I look, like them.
1: I would like to be able to afford to buy an F350, 250 cuz that's my favorite truck. Yeah. But I can't afford that.
2: Who the hell has 75 grand right. laying around? And
1: I need something that gets good fuel mileage. So I'm looking at the Ridge Lines, the Colorados, mm-hmm. the smaller trucks that can pull my trailer. So, yeah, Ridgeline's definitely mm-hmm. something I'm looking at. But I would probably go with the older body style because just because I don't want to buy a new truck. I can't nah, afford to buy a brand that's new the,
2: I like the older body style a little bit better anyway. Yeah, so. I do, too. And you can find a pretty good deal on those out there. Yeah. So, so. I almost bought one when they first came out with them, but I oh, just really? ended up backing out of it. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. I need something, too, to drive back and forth to work that's better. Yeah. Because I love driving a motor van. But dude, God, I hate riding that thing that,
1: yeah, that it, long. Yeah. I'm at you know? a point where I'm kind of over it because it it's such a rough ride, and it just uses so much damn fuel so
2: yeah and that's another thing too like the fuel is just i mean that's mine's a one ton is yours yours are one ton as well Mm -hmm. sucks i I mean it's terrible my other three-quarter ton was a little bit better Take that back. Mine's a three-quarter ton. Is it? Yeah. But they're still still terrible. Yeah. yeah. They're both terrible. It doesn't matter. And freaking coals go out all the time on them and crap like that when they start getting older. And I just don't like dealing with that shit. I want to get something that doesn't break. I do,
1: too. So come come tax return time. I'm going to be looking.
2: Yeah. I'm probably going to keep mine. I'm going to put some wheels on it and probably just keep it for weekend stuff so I don't have to buy a trailer. Right. But uh, other than that, you know, when I get ready to buy a camper is when I'll sell it. (laughs) So.
1: All right. So we're about to wrap this up. Patron supporters, you guys have some things coming to you in the very near future. I'll be shipping that out. Thank you, guys. I'm going to be doing or we're going to be doing another um, giveaway. I think we're going to give a, all, a set of AllSport Dynamic Braces away to Patreon, to our patron supporters somehow. So I need to get some new. It's probably going to be new, new patron uh, subscribers, whatever you want to call it. If we get some new people signing up, we're going to do something. I'll announce that in the next couple weeks. We'll talk and figure something out how we're going to do it. The Amsoil Four Stroke Giveaway is still going. Got a week left. Send me an email. Tell me why you deserve it. And ladies, send us your pictures. Tag us in your pictures. The show. Me personally. Uh, however you want to do it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to win a set of Fly Women's Light Gear. I think that's everything. Um, hopefully I didn't forget anything. I think, you co- I think
2: you covered it all, homie. Hopefully that's Don't it. The Wee Big Hat Giveaway. Yeah, Wee Big the Hat. hat. Yeah,
1: um, hit up Mark. Or no, muscle? hit, 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 okay. hit
2: the, the show's IG page or James. Moto X
1: Pod Show or Darkside
2: he'll, MX3. He'll forward it to me. I'm not doing shit all week, so I'll mail it to <laughs> whoever won, whoever wins it.
1: But. All right, so that is a wrap, and we appreciate you guys. Talk to you in two weeks.
2: Peace out. See you. Bye. Bye.